Hello and welcome back to the Red Sector MotoGP podcast. I'm your host, Josh Wilson, and with me as always is Bono, my co-host, the walking, talking encyclopedia of MotoGP. How are you doing, Bono? Yeah, very good. Very good, thanks. Are, we, uh, are you going to break it or am I? We've got another special guest on. We're really treating yeah, our listeners. I'll, I'll let, I'll let you do time. the honours. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, of course, we had a, we've had a summer break. Uh, we didn't really put much content out. We've already put the Josh Watley episode out, so we've treated you once, and now we're treating you again with another uh, another star guest, our very own Eddie O'Shea. Hi. Uh... <laughs> How are you doing, Eddie? Very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad. It's uh, it's it's a we finally got you on the podcast, and it's a better experience than last time when we met. Yeah. Um, Much better. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> for anyone who hasn't listened to it. Um, I went over to Portugal for Portimao Portuguese Grand Prix, and I managed to meet Eddie outside the kind of circuit for a quick, like a quick interview. But it was blowing a gale; it was raining. We was behind some kind of car. What, what would you call it? Structure to stop the wind. Yeah, like a statue. Yeah, and then there was a guy on a moped delivering bog roll, who, who just <laughs> decided to to use us as kind of a marker point to to stop um so we had to stop the interview about 20 times great fun to edit that was yeah yeah, yeah trying to edit. i got i got rid of what i could and then but i had to deal with the rest but yeah that was pretty that was pretty horrendous but this time obviously we're in the the warmth of our own homes with no wind no rain no mopeds and no bog roll so yeah we're in a better place this time um so How's the uh, how's the summer break been? I would say summer break, but obviously, I'm kind of going off MotoGP summer break. But yours is a bit different. Yeah, yeah ours has only really just started. Obviously, um, my last round was Portimao in the in the Junior GP. So, uh, yeah, that was that was all right. And from from there to our next round, we've got a five week break. Obviously, our next round is um, Austria for the Rebel Ring GP. So, yeah, so. We've only had really a week. Last week, I went to Brands Hatch to go and watch British Superbikes, and so my my uh, summer break starts now. Really, oh nice. You got much planned for it? Like, do you have much uh, a training regime, routine, or anything planned, or is it just chill out, put your feet up? Uh, well, obviously, most people in, in the first week of the summer break like to like to take a, a chill. Obviously, don't think about anything. Don't think you don't even think about riding. Just chillax and then and get back to training. Uh, in in the second week, but obviously, like I said, la- last week I was in Brands Hatch, and this week I'm in. Um, I'm going to go to Whitwell Mill to race in the Cool Five Championship on my uh, CRF Honda One Fifty. So, uh, yeah, go back to go back to where I started, go back to Square One, and uh, race with some British Planet Cup boys over there. In the day, yeah. <laughs> I'm do, do you 15, enjoy? So it's not that <laughs> Do you enjoy time off, Eddie, or are you more like? Because I remember when we spoke to Scott, he's Scott was very like, you know, he does doesn't like not doing anything, can't stand being sat about. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so not boring, but you wake up and you're like, what am I going to do today? Right, I'll go to the gym. Then you're in the gym for like two hours. Then you come out and you're like, uh, PlayStation. Is <laughs> it, it's it's weird. You don't have to pack. You don't have to do anything. So it, it is strange. Yeah. 
But yeah, I suppose when you're living out of a suitcase all the time, it's sort of yeah, like you're just looking it. for the next one. But then yeah. when it's not there, you're like, going. yeah, yeah. But normally I have to go to school, obviously. But now it's the summer break, so I've genuinely got nothing to do, which is very odd. Which is why he's sat talking to us too. That's yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to BSB. Was that? Did you did you go in the crowds? Did you go in like the paddock? Uh, did you just I, kind of I, go for the fun of it? I went in the well. I went for the fun of it, um, but I was I was in the paddock helping some British talent group boys out, uh, oh, nice. uh, spotting them, and I was I went to I went to the podiums, I went on the track walk, just I, I was a, a a representation. No, I was a I was a guest of the British talent cup. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> Did you meet Rory Skinner? Was he was he knocking about? Uh, he, he was knocking about. I seen him, but. To be fair, me and Rory, we we've never spoke. We've never, oh, really? so yeah, we've never been the same. Yeah, I was gonna say you yeah. kind of. I always get this impression that every British rider would just be best mates, but obviously it doesn't work like that, does it? It's not. No, no, no. Because he's a he's a couple of years ahead of me, so I sort of well look up to him. So it's it's not like a a mates kind of thing. Mm. I mean, I suppose there's a first time for everything. You could have, you could have, you know, rubbed shoulders with him, and then you never know. You could have your own wild card with uh, contact oh, for it. American racing in a few yeah, years. Yeah, with John Hopkins. But hey, um, in terms of summer break, I suppose that's only right for us to ask. Well, more for I mean, we spoke just before recording a little bit and touched on it, but for people listening, how's 2022 been treating you in terms of cause obviously not just Red Bull rookies? It's you know the other. With the um the mini is it mini GP it's classed as junior GP junior GP sorry yeah I guess yeah. there's so many bloody yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's, it's crazy it's crazy isn't it I get so confused with them all but yeah no yeah. how how's um how's that treating you Red Bull rookie yeah it's been it's been good um I feel like I've showed a lot of progression this year obviously last year I was at, at the back fighting to to not be last and this year fighting for the podium and being on the podium is is crazy obviously I didn't expect it but I was definitely hoping for it it was all I think the main thing is mindset I went into this year just thinking I've, I've got to improve so I made a big step and yeah I'm, I'm happy to be fighting for the for the podium positions and what what did you is there anything in particular that you've done other than mindset in terms of whether it be your training or your general approach or is it just do you think it's just more the experience of having one year under your belt I, th- I think it is it's the mentality of a year to learn it a year to win it it's you just have to it's like life or death if I was battling for last this year again next year I'd be in BSB maybe 300 or 600 so it, it's just a real like you know it's, it, it's a, it just it's gets you going it motivates you to the improve really well yeah because of course it's all stock series isn't it so yeah, yeah. it's all That's about it. mentality it's all about race craft about yeah. talent about how you approach a weekend and how you kind of i don't know, thrive in a weekend because you can't be like well you know mine's slower on the straight so mine doesn't turn as well because they're all exactly yeah. the same that's it that's it but yeah i don't think i've i've not changed any any training I've I've got heavy. Well, I've changed my training to become heavier. I've um, well, to be fair, I've changed my nutrition more than my training, so I'm heavier. 
so I have less weight on the bike, so it helps me move the bike around more, but that's about it. Interesting. Um, of course, you mentioned there about a podium, um, which you did you say you were expecting? Like no, were... uh, no, I, I, I was hoping for. I definitely wasn't mm. expecting. Obviously, going into a Jerez is it's it's a track where every every single rider on the grid knows. It's like if if you're not rode at Jerez, you've not rode anywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's a classic European track. Obviously, the the it's all the Spanish kids back garden so going into it I was I was hoping for a top 10 or at least be battling for the front group and in in race one I was I was in the set I, was, I finished first in the second group which I was relatively happy with I finished P13 I think and I was relatively happy but I really wanted to be in the in the front group and in the second race it was just like I don't know what what I did but it was just uh, I wanted to be in the front group and I needed to be in the front group. So in the first few laps, I was battling with a few riders because I had a bad qualifying. I started 15th, I think. So I started with a bad qualifying and I got battling away with a few riders to to catch the front group. And then the front group went and they created a gap of four seconds. And in the last four laps, I closed it in and, well, got up to second, no, third. And then... uh. Well, yeah, it was crazy after that, weren't it? In the final corner, I got pushed to fifth. I crossed the line fourth. And then David Alonso got taken out of part Fermi. So then I finished third. It was it was crazy, so, the whole yeah, podium. I watched it back and there was a lot of confusion. And what what were you doing? Did you have an inkling or were you just going about as if you were fourth and that was that? And then you just got grabbed or? So I went in the pit. Well, obviously everyone went in the pits. The three riders who got on the podium went on the part Fermi. I went to my box, hugged all my team, sat down, started to get talking about um, about how the bike felt in the race, and and then, but throughout the whole of the part Verme thing, the podium was under investigation, but we were thinking that um, Almanza was going to get moved to P three and Alonso was going to get moved to P three. So basically, Almanza and Alonso would swap. That's what we thought. And then when that happened, when Almanza went to second and Alonso went to third. We like lost all hope, and that was it. We started talking about my bike, and then a guy from Junior GP, uh, a, uh, a a staff a staff member that works at Junior GP, came running up, and he was like, "Quick, quick, come to the podium." So <laughs> I zipped up my I zipped up my leathers. We got my bike, I got my helmet, and we we sprinted to Park Ferme, and it was it was crazy. The whole how, the whole situation. How was that feeling? Was it? Oh, it was because I hadn't been on a podium since twenty. 20 and I haven't won a race since 2019 obviously that's still that's still yet to come but it the the feeling of being back on the podium and ex especially after not expecting it it's just like I can't believe I'm here go like one hour ago would have been happy with a 10th and now on p3 and it's yeah I, I saw you you kind of face on the podium it was quite surreal was just, I don't think it's yeah yeah you were just laughing a bit with it you're like hey look at me yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was nuts it was definitely a strange feeling um what is it about Brits at RF because I think Scott Ogden I don't know won. I don't know Scott, yeah. Won won at RF, Scott, yeah. Won. Yeah. Scott won Casey got on the podium it's just I don't know the thing is right I was going to say Everyone... Sam Lowe's got his first winner actually I think in Moto2 at did he? I think he did yeah if memory serves me right he's definitely won at RF anyway so yeah, yeah. Brit that's done all right there but 
everyone's really fast at Ered. Like every everyone knows Ered and they're really fast. But no one's like really fast. Like mm-hmm. when we got to, to Saxon Ring, obviously Rorada was like, Oh my god, that you're incredibly fast. But when we got to, to Hered, obviously we knew Rorada was gonna be fast, but I expected some people to go with him. And it's just like the pace wasn't wasn't incredible. So I think that's how I managed to catch the group. It was just Hered's a very strange track. Because like I say, everyone's fast. And it's like you expect there to be a big group, but no one is like crazy fast. Yeah, I think I, I think with Hareth, because it's such a in in motorcycle, it, it's so like a, a mundane track that everyone's been there a million times. It's like you can't redesign the wheel with it, can you? Do you know I mean everyone knows every yeah. every trick, everyone knows every yeah. and it I know some people will turn around and say, you know, there's not a perfect lap. And I'm not saying there is, but it's like but any, we're closer to the perfect lap. Yeah, if you're gonna be close to a perfect lap in any track, it's probably yeah. gonna be Hareth out of anywhere yeah. because the I mean, especially on the smaller bikes, the amount of testing that goes on at Areth, the exactly. amount of races that happen at Areth through junior championships, whether it be C V yeah. or Junior GP or whatever, all the way down to like like you say, the Spanish kids have probably I mean, if you were to look at somebody like Pedro Acosta and think about how many laps he's done around Hareth, you're talking thousands. So I mean Yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? It's what like like you say, no one's gonna be standout fast, but I mean, if you to get a podium there as as a non Spaniard, so uh, yeah. I suppose it must feel quite good knowing that everyone's going in there sort of everyone's cards are kind of on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you you still manage to pluck a, a P three out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean you, but, you did your confidence well. I can imagine it's smart. It probably yeah. confidence up. Yeah, it it did, but it's also I went into Porto Mayo the weekend after that and it was like I didn't expect to be on the podium, but I expected to be higher up than mm. than not what I'm capable of, but what my pace is comfortable in. So it's it's like a yeah, my confidence was so high and it was like I can be battling for the podium. And then I was I finished eighth, which in hindsight is 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 not bad, but it's I still wasn't very happy with it. So it's 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 a good thing, I guess, but I don't think I'll be happy now until I'm back on the box. I mean, you've had one bite of the cherry at the podium, and now it's like anything that's, that's not it. podium, that's it's like oh, it's it's an awful result. It's, it's the same thing that we were saying about, ironically, Pedro Acosta. In that, if he people will say if he doesn't win the Moto Two Championship this year, he's had a bad year. It's like, well, no, you know, the guy's a yeah. Grand Prix winner in his debut year in Moto Two, which is an unbelievable feat as it is because of how hard the jump is from Moto Three to Two. But people were slating the guy for getting P eighteen seventeen yeah, in his right. first few races. It's not how it works, but yeah. you know, P8, leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> leave, him <laughs> alone. leave him alone. But you know, I mean, like you say, it's, it's kind of good that you've got the the hindsight to look at it and say, well, you know what, it's actually not a bad result, P eight at Portimao. But the fact that you look at that and say it's not bad shows how far you've come from last mm. year in Rebel Rookies fighting to not be last, yeah. and look at P eight and go, it's all right. You know that for you yeah. is progression in itself, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. The but for me, the the biggest thing was to be battling for the front group, and obviously to be at the front of the front group now is 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 good. So I'm I'm happy with how I've moved from last year. Mm. That obviously, the, the a second podium is is massive because it, it 
it will show then that it's not like yeah. a rare event or a one-off. Yeah. It's and of course not a, not, not a fluke. Yeah, and and like you said, Hareth's somewhere where everyone's naturally fast. So I guess if you can get a, grab a podium somewhere else, it 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 can just show that you can kind of do it yeah. anywhere. Um, well, but yeah, obviously I've in rookies. I've I've been so close twice in in, in Magello it, and Saxony. I was gonna say you got you got P four in Magello, didn't you? For yeah, and zero point zero zero one in P three. Oh, I I was P three, you know. I got dragged to the line for for P three. I was P three and I got dragged to the line, finished P four zero point zero zero one, and I was that it was it cause my best finish before that was ninth. So to be four, I was like so angry, but. It was it's such a good place, but I feel like fourth is a lot worse than like sixth. It's like finishing second. It's like some people would rather finish third than second because yeah. second's a slither away from first. It's, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Especially you know, the like, way you that, did finish. That's Magello yeah. for you though, isn't it? In Moto three, you know, you know yourself. Even it's one of them that you could have from your point of view, seen yourself in P3 and gone, I'm P3, but you almost don't believe it until you've seen on yeah. one of the TVs that you are officially P3 because there could yeah. be a guy right next to you, like in your case, That's who's a, an app, you know, a smidge. Oh, I must be you. frustrating. Like, I'm guessing you start over analyzing thinking, oh, if I'd have just taken that final corner, just that tad bit yeah. better, it, that would have been me, P3. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing straight. is, so, like I said, I was P3, and I, I had some slipstream, but the guy in... So, it was it was me in P3, second was all the way on the other side of the track, and first was in front of me. So, it was first in front of me, then I was in third behind first, and then Patrick Horn, who ended up finishing third, basically, the person who was in front of me swerved across the track, and Patrick Horn got his slipstream. So... It, if if Colin just stayed where he was, I would have ended up finishing third. That's, that's it, yeah. That's one of like them. How we are controlling it, right just... time. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah. What a disaster! But for those, so for those who don't really and kind of educated on it, or or maybe didn't listen, because I think we we kind of went over it in the last interview. How? What's the kind of weekend? Of the like Red Bull rookies, and I think it's a junior championship the same as well. It's kind of what's the layout? What like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What what's the typical weekend? Oh, so in junior GP, um, we get to the track on Wednesday. Uh, we do every we do the track walk on Wednesday. We do everything, set our suits, our boots, our gloves, all of that. Then Thursday we have free practice, which is obviously not normal. We have uh, FP one, FP two, FP three. Which is which is unofficial. Um, it, there's no live timing, and it's like it's not part of the event. It's just an extra day. It's strange. But then obviously Friday there's official FP1, FP2. Then Saturday qualifying one, qualifying two. Sunday morning warm up race, and then some weekends we have one race, some weekends we have two. And then rookies we have on Friday FP1, FP2. Uh, and then right after, like immediately after FP2, uh, we have qualifying all on Friday. And then on Saturday, we have race. And then Sunday, we have a race. So the track time in junior GP compared to rookies is is, is crazy. Yeah. Because um, it, it, rookies a lot of the time, is that with 
do you cut do you attach on to MotoGP for most, yeah, most races? Yeah, every time. Yeah, so of course you don't have as much time to have track time because of exactly, everything else. Yeah, going. and I there's also I... like there's also like Moto E, and there's oh, always yeah, not yeah. just rookies. There's there's many different oh, yeah. um, like smaller classes as well. It's packed, so you forget really. I think you always just assume it's three two GP and E every yeah. now and again. You you do forget how packed it is, but of course you. I remember you saying that in uh, Portugal, you have so much downtime to kind of just chill out and walk around the paddock. And, yeah. you know, the Red Bull have that massive building that they put up, which is real fancy that you can just sit in or you can just have a, a wander around and see the sights. I guess you probably bump into a lot of the GP riders from time yeah, to time. Yeah, you do. Obviously, it's strange, but you don't want to go and ask them for a photo because it's like <laughs> you, they... We're we're in the same paddock, so it, it's it is very it is very strange seeing your idols that you grew up with just next to you all the time, and you have to pretend like you you don't care, but yeah, you, like you like yeah. When little six year old me is crying inside <laughs> for a picture, it's like yeah. that George Russell one where he's following Hamilton with his, with yeah, his book. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what did Josh say? He said. He said Pecco was like the only one that says hi to him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he said that small. Yeah. yeah, the only person that's ever said hi to me that's actually like when they're on their mopeds and they've looked at me to say hello is Rossi. Oh, really? Yeah, in in <laughs> oh, uh, <no>. Austria. <laughs> yeah, in, in Rebel Ring last year, his truck was right next to the rookies thing and we always parked our car next to his truck. Well, not next to it, but near it. And every time we got out of the car, every day, it was so weird. He came out of his truck and got on his scooter and drove past us every day. And he said ciao every day. And it was, that that was, that was actually crazy. Just with... Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> I, like, I like broke down on my knees and just started crying <laughs> and holding my heart. <laughs> That's what it does to you, someone like that of says hello to you. Imagine. I genuinely thought, Eddie, I thought you were going to be like, the only person that says hello to me is, and it'd be like, Sam Lowe's being a Brit, do you know what I mean? To yeah. Maybe, and then, yeah, Rossi, I'm the, like, the gods, oh, the god oh, himself. Right. Yeah. Wow. Genuinely. Wow. I can't think of anyone else that's looked at me to say hello. And it was just, I think it's just because it was, it was his last year. It was yeah, weird. I guess... It's one of them, though, isn't it? Point... Rossi, it's like, wh- where would he walk in the paddock where somebody wouldn't want to say hi exactly. to him? I suppose it's, exactly. it's kind yeah. of... Without sounding rude or anything, he's probably he's probably just so used to just being like hello, 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 yeah. hello, hello, hello. Do you know what I mean? But like, still, of a wall to you know, and then to say it was, like, it was thought, crazy. As Eddie, you know, future world champion, yeah. best say hello it, to him. It, well, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Must have what he th- was thinking. But like you said, it was his final season. I think had he announced his retirement by that point. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. He just literally he announced his retirement on the Thursday. And then every other day, he was saying hello. I've thought, never even I've, seen I've him got to make sure I say hello. I, I mean, ciao means bye in Italian as well. So he probably yeah, making yeah. sure he said bye to you as well, just so yeah. you know. But I think I'm sure the weight that was lifted off his shoulders, knowing that he was oh. retiring, probably just being like, yeah. sit now, like Kimi Raikkonen style, just, just That's do it. whatever you want, you know. Um, Enjoy it. Oh yeah, and he he did. I'm sure he, he will. <laughs> I'm oh, sure yeah. he's got the. He um, I'm sure he's got the figures to uh, to yeah, enjoy retirement. Yeah. No, but he can just tip up to any 
and he uh, race he wants. I think he took to well, Portugal, I mean, didn't he? he? He turned up to, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was at Portugal. It was at Mugello as well for his number of time. And, and that was the loudest the whole circuit was the whole weekend. That's crazy. I don't agree by with mile. the retirement, personally. By, by a mile, though. Oh, like when, oh, when they said, oh, it was literally on the event schedule as well of like, Quarter past twelve, Rossi retirement, whatnot, because everybody brought came out into like the um, the grid. I don't know if any of the Red Bull guys were there. Were you there? Were you on the grid? I, the the Red Bull um, building where we eat and drink was right next to pit lane, and if you went on the top, you could see the start finish straight. So we all yeah. did that. Yeah, but <laughs> um, but like literally, the place went nuts. They were sending like flares off, and even like where I was. I were up like at the, the highest point of Magello because it's like a bowl. Um, yeah. I was right at the top, and they were setting fireworks off next to me. So like everyone was going nuts just for the just for him being there. Did someone have a chainsaw? Who didn't have that? a chainsaw? Oh. <laughs> Who didn't have a chainsaw? And I, literally, the amount of people at Magello that just go around revving chainsaws to the max so they blow up is just normal. It's just normal. Yeah, like, I'm not even kidding you. We were the odd ones for looking at them as Brits going like, what the hell? But like, it was it was funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's Italian culture for you, if you like. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, back on to Eddie. I got yeah, a we, we, a we got a little of a tangent there. Yeah. We are talking <laughs> um, about Rossi. He's never been talked about before. But... <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of him. Um, so then, for people that may not know you, Eddie, why don't you give people that are listening a bit of a, not like from start to finish, but like where did you, I know you mentioned that you're from Ashby and whatnot, so like where where did your racing career start, who from, idols, etc. just to give people a bit of a, because obviously we've talked about this year and whatnot, but it's also kind of interesting. I mean, even hearing from like Josh and Scott, you know, they kind of went like this, like together, didn't they, and, you know, raced yeah. against one another and stuff like that. Um I want to know where you started from. Yeah, so I'm Eddie O'Shea. Um, <laughs> my, my my full name my full name is Edward Andrew O'Shea. Uh, yeah, like you say, I'm from Ashby, from from the Midlands, uh, just near Dunnington Park. And I started racing when I was six. Well, no, I started racing on my seventh birthday. My first race was on my seventh birthday. Okay. Um, I started. Wait, what year was that? 2013. <sighs> Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. oh, I mean, I'm born in 2000, but that still makes me feel a bit old. I'm not gonna lie. I'm 94. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah. Yeah, so I was wow. born in 2006. First race, 2013. Um, went all right. I was very, very slow to begin with, and then I slowly. Well, basically, I did the same route as what Josh and Scott did. I don't know if they, if they said what they, how they went up, but yeah. I was in yeah. I was in Cool Fab, started on mini motos, went to the metric fifties, went to the metric seventies, did all that. Then I um did the British Talent Cup, which is well I did it when it was the first year in twenty nineteen when it was fully funded by Dorna, fully supported by Dorna, who own MotoGP, for anyone that doesn't know. And um yeah, so that was um that that was good. I ended the year 18th in the championship. I was only 12 years old. I, I weighed 35 kilo. I was actually like the smallest kid you'd ever seen. And then, kilo. yeah, and then I grew a lot going into the next season. Well, I say a lot. I grew to like, I don't know, five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I grew and I was bigger. I was heavier. So I could actually handle the bike. 
ended up finishing the 2020 season in third in the championship after leading the whole season. Um, but in the final round, I got in the first race, I had bike problems and in the second race, I got taken out in the second corner, ended up P3 in the championship. And yeah, that's that. I then got selected to race in the Red Bull MotoGP Rookies Cup and uh, the junior talent team in the junior GP category. And I've been doing that since 2021 and 2022, and I hope to do it again next year. There you um, go. Yeah, you've got funding-wise, or it's not in funding-wise, is it? You have, is there so many years you can do in Red Bull Rookies? There isn't. There isn't. It's not on paper anywhere that you get a certain amount of years, but normally it's two years. Everyone gets two years, but because this age um, age limit um, change, it's like they they've they've moved it up to fifteen, so they've got to wait until the riders they're going to bring up to age another year. So many riders are getting a third year, and then that means we get an extra year before we get to go on to. Uh, three when we're 18 so it works for everyone to get a third year yeah really i was gonna say if anything it's a little bit like you know if you'd have had a absolute flyaway season in red bull rookies this year you'd be sort of you know kicking off a little bit to be like oh but i want to get to world championship but you know to, if you if you are going to do three years in red bull rookies that's three years of solid experience to take to world championship if that yeah. does come hopefully it does um yeah. Is that your next step then? Do you reckon next year is just staying in the same categories that you're, that you're in now and look to, to win both? Absolutely. Obviously, get, well, I hope for another year in rookies and I hope for another year in um, junior GP. But gen- genuinely, hand on heart, I've not signed anything. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like I could end up in stock 600 BSB next year. It's it's crazy how, how little... We, we know going into the next season, it's literally like we're riding to prove that we're good enough for another year. And mm. that's all we can do. It's yeah, a lot think... of pressure for kids, though, isn't it? it? Is. You know, people people don't realise. People see them and go, oh, they're so young, this, that, and the other. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure for kids to... Because you are kids. Like, I mean, I know you're 15, like, but at 15, people are worrying about GCSEs. You're worrying about the next 15 years of your life racing, you know, where you're going to be racing world championship or national championship or whatever. And to each year go by and be like, you've got to prove for the next year, got to prove for the next year. It's like, and now they've moved it to 18. Obviously you've then got that extended period up until you're 17 to then keep doing that. And, you know, again and again, but I mean, if anything's shown in the last couple of years is that you have got better year by year with your results. So fingers crossed, you know, next year we hope for more podiums, more wins. That it kind of opens the red, well, rolls down the red carpet for you to to get in the world championship. Yeah, because yeah. it, it obviously it's extra. It is extra pressure because, you, like I said, you're you're at school, so you're still doing your GCSEs and your qualifications, but then you've got this pressure of going out there racing, you know, flying away all the time, never being like in one location. You know the pressure of having to perform on track, but then also do your studies just in case maybe it doesn't work out on track. But you've got to balance both and do both at the same time. So the, the honestly, the amount of pressure on 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 all you youngsters that do it is absolutely crazy. It's yeah, um, it's scary when Genuinely, you think about it. Yeah, I think most of us we we've took the risk of not going to school very often and obviously being abroad and racing. 
it's like we it's, it's a risk we we took and we know that we're probably not going to do great on our GCSEs and we we probably won't pass every single one and we won't get the grades we want but it's like oh well I've focused on this it's either we could focus on getting good grades or we could focus on racing and we all know oh, yeah. what we were doing we all know what we're doing when when we signed mm. up to the race abroad mm. and how do how do you balance school how is that are you like let's say from March till when school shuts for summer, so right, let's say March till May, like how often of like how much are you in school between like that period? Because I'm just thinking like typical bike season will start at February, March, April. So obviously pre season, you know, training when you're there from Wednesday to Sunday, you're not there Friday to Sunday, are you? You're there from Wednesday yeah. through yeah. to Sunday night. So it's like how yeah. much are you actually at school? Well, the thing is, we normally fly out on Tuesday afternoon. So I go to school Monday on Tuesday and then I land on the Monday. So normally I only really go to school on some Tuesdays. Um, so it's like every other Tuesday I'll be in school. But how I balance it is I race when I have to race and I go to school when I'm at home. I go to school when I can and I race bikes when I can. That's that's pretty much it. And how do you get um, around with school? Does school, are school yeah. okay with that? Or? Yeah, school are fine with it. My attendance is still 100%. They count it as outdoor education. So obviously, <laughs> I'm in like, a, do you know them little assemblies you have on the last day of school where they're like, you get given that little certificate that say your attendance is 100%. I got that, but I wasn't there um, because I was racing. <laughs> I bet that went that well. well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this guy just does Tuesdays. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody wow. hell. that's um i it's it's a part that you never you never think about like it never crosses my mind but then you wonder like you don't you don't do you you just think that these kids never. turn up at 16 at world championship level and then boom they've, they've know, never they've existed before like, that yeah just, it's like yeah just also but... popped up to to race how, how long have you been doing that eddie how long have you been sort of 100 percent attendance at school well I started um, needing days off school for in British Talent Cup. So we'd go, we'd go, the track walk would be on Thursday. So we'd head up either Wednesday night or uh, Thursday morning. So I'd get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in school. Um, but there wasn't as many rounds. There's more rounds in junior GP and rookies than there was for Talent Cup. So, but even then, I had 100% attendance and School, my school's been really good with it. To be fair, they've um they've gave me, uh yeah, they they count it as outdoor education, so they're, they're really, really good, good with though. it. That's good that yeah. you're all like because yeah. I mean I I bet any money that a lot of kids and parents have to get over, you know, head teachers having them, you know, I'm not yeah. having them here, there, and everywhere. And the fact your school are really, really chill with it. I mean, do you get any stick, any flack from mates, just thinking that you're just completely blagging it or anything or? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. To be fair, it's it's nice to come back to just normality. Well, Normal yeah, life. yeah. It's like you wake up, you put your uniform on, you go to school, you go to maths, you do that, and you come home. It's it's nice to not talk about bikes for for the whole day. To be fair, yeah, just have yeah. A, a yeah a bit of time off. It's weird, that, isn't it? Your time off is going to school, like just doesn't yeah. sound right. But, yeah, it is. And it, it's be, nice. be honest, nice. be honest. Do you? Do you go that extra mile to catch up on school or are you like, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 
think no, about it, fair, Eddie, think about it. The media answer it, is um, the, the media answer hard. is yeah. I, every I day I'm I'm studying, but no. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, it's just a case of like watching old races back, and, and I know that sounds like oh, you're a racer, all you do is watch bikes, but genuinely, sometimes. Well, to be fair, I, I probably don't go a day or like two days without watching a race or like a qualifying session on on MotoGP or on the next track I'm at. Yeah. And do you, um, actually, one question that somebody did ask was, um, and we'll get into the fan questions and whatnot in a minute, but um, somebody did ask, do you use the game at all to practice the next track if you've never been there? Yeah. So obviously my next track is Red Bull Ring, but I, I have MotoGP... 21 and MotoGP 22 but I don't like the physics on 22 so I always use 21 um, but obviously Rebel Ring's been changed the, the layout's been changed so I've been oh, yeah. using the new game to try out the new chicane See, me and Josh are even worse we don't like 21 so we go back to like 19 and 20 Oh <laughs> no, 20. no, 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 ab- no ab- Absolutely, if we're talking the best it's 17 yeah. Oh wow. Eddie O'Shea is the most cultured mm-hmm. rider I've ever met. I, I can GP say that. seventeen managerial career mode is where it's at. Yeah, seventeen. The motor three's backed in. Lovely. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He that that for me answers every question <laughs> I need to know. Like, I know that whatever he says one. now, whatever he's he not had right. seventeen. I've never played that one. It was the You've best. Never... Uh, oh. It was the best. It was the best. It's got the same I mean... music as um, Valentino Rossi, the game. And oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. P2. That's P2. Yeah, for me, it's 17 and MotoGP 08, which will probably be a bit old for anyone. Yeah, like, but like 08 was, like 08 was, for its time, like way above. But um, 17, 08 and Valentino Rossi, the game, best best three MotoGPs for me. Right. So, yeah, I was... I was two when MotoGP 08 came out. So yeah, Let, let's not rub it in too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. oh, you you were um, what were you, Josh? Five, six. What was I? Yeah, when what, MotoGP 08 came out. Uh, five, six, something like that. Shut up. <laughs> I was fourteen. There you are. That just yeah. gives my age away. I'm not even that old, but I feel it on this podcast. Terrible. <laughs> can we not just start? Can we not start interviewing like? Um, Julian Julian Ryder, that's who we yeah, Julian Ryder and, and, and yeah, people like that. Yeah, people like that. that, 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 I'm, that I'm chucking them under the bus as like the oldest people in the world. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're not the same David age. David Attenborough, Josh. can we get someone like that? <laughs> the Queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but where were we? We've, we've gone on to gaming talk now. Well, we're, people, we're I think listeners, about... yeah, listeners have all gone now anyway. It's, we're it's talking just... about um, school and whatnot <laughs> with Eddie and weekends and stuff like that. I don't know if... I'm going to go on another tangent, sorry, listeners, but did you watch that spotlight? It was, I think that Hudson Kai Cooper, I've got him on social media, and he pointed it out because he's a young racer, but it was like, it was spotlight, and it was like Northern Ireland, and it was like all the youngsters coming up through the ranks. Um, and one of them was like, he looks really promising, but I think it was Max Robinson, but he was, let me get this right, it's Max Robinson, he's only young, and then you've got, uh, oh, who's his dad? I can't remember who his dad is, but he's related to the Dunlops, like Joey Dunlop and that. He, oh, Paul yeah. Robinson, Paul Robinson. Yeah, but that's a bit of a tangent. Anyway, I don't. It's just worth a watch because it's about just like all the, all of them coming through the ranks, you know, the the youngins and that. 
and I think a couple were in Vision Track or something, like yeah. the Academy for it. Yeah, so well, but Vision I'm, Track I'm kinda... a nice little Academy. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, that's what I mean. It, it, yeah. it does mention it, and I thought to myself, like, of course, Vision Track is probably where you, you, you would end up if you, if if you get to Motor Three. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's that many years ahead. It's yeah. It might all might all fall apart by the time I get there. I nice. meant to say that. I didn't even say. Yeah, like that's what I'm aiming for. No, I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it no, it, it actually is to to be part of the Vision Track team is is obviously the goal well, um, for me in Motor Three. Yeah, I mean, Josh gave it glowing. Obviously, he was gonna he's gonna give it glowing reviews. He's not gonna say it's rubbish. Yeah, but he, but he did seem he, he did uh, relate it to to even older teams and say mm. it's still the best team. You know that he's had like support wise and everything else. He didn't just say, "Yeah, it's this, it's that." He even said, "By far, best team he's been in." So, yeah. which I know, I know you're gonna say when you're in it, but yeah, still, yeah. But it's obviously still the first year, so it it can only go up from here, really, can't it? Oh yeah, it's um, it's got a lot, of, a lot of potential, and like I keep banging the drum of it's it's in Donna's interest to have something British. British influence because yeah. they know how big the market is or the potential market is for for Britain to do with MotoGP. So yeah. I don't think they would they would they wouldn't willingly. I don't think they'd willingly just see it all go to shit. Basically, I think as um, well yeah. they've got the right man steering the ship. I've said this oh, from yeah. The, yeah. the first minute it got announced with Michael Laverty. Like for me, I just can't. I, he he just got so many different fingers in so many different pies, but like in the right pies and the right head on the right shoulders. I just think he's the man. If if you would pick out of a bunch of people to have running that sort of program, I think he would be in the yeah the, the question anyway. He's easy, you know. He's he's such a. I just I don't know. He just gives off such a good vibe and so informative with every level of racing and takes so much interest, even all the way down to like grassroots racing and that's what you need that some you know somebody's stirring the ship yeah, at, the, it, uh, it, at the top of the tree at the minute if you like in terms of motor three in the world championship i think it's great i find it um kind of find it a bit bizarre it's like when he's commentating for motor three and then he's got his two riders in there and it's really weird because then of course he's if anything, yeah if, well <laughs> if anything goes wrong it's like bloody hell if he, what's he gonna say it's, it's just like yeah it's yeah. not. It's not every day you get the commentator also like being a kind of team manager slash owner of, of one of the teams. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think he'd be biased. I, I think he, he's got his commentator. Oh, oh yeah, he's, it doesn't he's, matter. He's a brilliant commentator. Anyway, it's this is about you. This podcast we're just <laughs> we're going so off topic. It's mad, but yeah, we we ask kind of asked this to Josh as well. Like what what's been your highlights of the the um. The, the first half of the season if you like you know obviously the podium wise but in terms of the tracks and things i know you don't go as as far flung as um as motor three does so there won't be any exotic locations like um indonesia but you know the kimi ring are you quite good we didn't go there or are you uh are you not that bothered? to be fair to be fair right i would have liked to have ridden there just because it's like why wouldn't you want to ride it clean slate for track. everyone yeah exactly it, it it would have been cool to see uh how everyone would have would have got on on a track no one has even ever ridden before like it, it's never been ridden by anyone so it it would have been cool to ride but to be fair in in an overall 
sense, it's like I'm quite happy we didn't go because we were looking at flights and hotels and they were ridiculously expensive. So there was, I think there was only one hotel in like, in within like three hours of the track, right? So it, that's, if basically when we book rookies, we have to book about an hour away from the track because anywhere near the track, because it's MotoGP weekend, the, the, the prices are just astronomical, genuinely that they're, they're crazy for a hotel. So, this this hotel was was crazy money, and even the flights to get to, um, to get to Kimirin. But also, it's it's in the middle of um Ukraine and Russia, isn't it? So, that, it wouldn't have been ideal. Oh yeah, it's not in the the best place in the world at the moment. That kind of thing. well, fin- Finland's next to Russia, isn't it? And it's not exactly yeah. Kimi is not, you know, right down the southwest side of Finland. So it's yeah, it's in current climate, it's not. The first place on your uh, agenda is, is it? Is it? Yeah, no, yeah. you're not you're not eyeing it up and thinking let's let's take the kids there for a long weekend. Yeah, um, but... I uh, I think I asked you this before as well, but I was quite surprised that Red Bull rookies don't do Silverstone. Am I correct on that? Because that's in like is um, it because it's in your holiday? It's in your kind of summer break because the track is sponsored by Monster. Oh well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but... so. Answers out, but, <laughs> but so is Aragon, isn't it? Um, I think Aragon has been in the past, but I mean, in I terms of now. what you're saying in regards to uh, Monster Energy British Grand Prix, you look at like Mazzano, that's Red Bull. I know that, yeah, been, that's, that, that's that why being. we don't go there. We don't go there anywhere. Wait, you, we... you, you don't go to Red Bull rookies, don't go to Mazzano, really? Yeah, CEV do. Uh, oh, CIV do as well, don't you? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so we're, we're going there. Obviously, I'm go- that's my next round after... Um... In juniors? Yeah, that's yeah. my next round after Red Bull Ring. So I go from Red Bull Ring to Mazzano. And then that's... Oh, it's, a very, it's a very strange round. So there'll be two Moto3 categories. There'll be Moto3 and Junior GP. Which is... So, yeah, I like, think yeah. someone needs to... Uh... Simplify all these different kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, so it's almost like boxing when they've got like WB, UBC, oh, yeah. HBO. Yeah. It's like, fucking just put them all in one. <laughs> yeah, basically, long story short, there's two different categories MotoGP and there's CV. And so I don't know why, but CV are going to Mizano. And... I don't get why Red Bull, ring, uh, Red Bull rookies wouldn't go to Mizano if it's a Red Bull sponsored track. Do you know what I mean? Is it not a Mizano sponsored track? Is it not? Monster sponsored track. No, no. When I when I went in 2019, it was Red Bull for sure, 100. percent And when cool. Fabio won the championship in 21, I remember seeing Red Bull across the uh, top of. Oh the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a good so point. it's Red Bull. Awesome. Um, obviously, Junior GP and Rookies are both Dorna supported categories, so they wouldn't put two of their races, which because every rider from well, there's like. I don't know what the percent is, but I bet it's over fifty percent of the riders in rookies also racing junior GP. Mm. And the rule, the ruling is uh, in rookies you have to do every round, um, no matter what. If you're contracted it, it, rookies, you have to do yeah. it every round, unless obviously you broke a bone or. But basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you don't have to do it every round. It's just you can't do another championship over rookies. Yeah, yeah. And have you got any coming sense. up that do match? Are you got uh, like no, effectively? Non, are you, uh, non-match. So 
have you not missed any like junior race nope. or anything? So it's it's lined up quite well then. It, they, they do it for that reason. Nice. Um, Fair enough. They do. There there has never been a junior GP and rookies race that clash. Uh, it's the same with um, in Britain. There's there's Fab and there's BSB. They yeah. never clash. Yeah, and I mean I'm only asking this question more from like a kind of outside point of view financially to go and do two championships is that a stress to you know in terms of like traveling to two separate championships and you know like i said again it's not you're not going friday night saturday night home you're going wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday monday like it's no joke it does that not you know is there no sort of stress and logistically is that not a stress uh, for me no for my dad yet yeah. Um, maybe we need your dad on the podcast <laughs> I think you should do yeah, a yeah. you, you need to get do around get him on, get so. him on. <laughs> uh, no but on, on a serious note it's my junior GP category is fully funded by Dorna I don't I don't have to spend even a penny even if we go and get a drink they'll they'll pay for it or so that's that's really good and it's to be fair, it helps massively. So there's not a chance in hell I would be in junior GP without. I was going to say this, that 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 now corner. makes sense. You know, it sort of unlocked the answer yeah. that probably people think hearing you say that. Yeah. Go, God, he does. You know, this weekend, that weekend, this weekend, that yeah. weekend. It's like, how would you afford? Because you were exactly. saying about the accommodation in Kimi Ring, that would make me think. I, I I did assume that it would be partially funded, but the fact it's completely funded by Dorna is a lot of stress yeah. taken yeah. off. Of, you know, so this year, the only, thing, the only thing we have to pay for is flights and accommodation for rookies. That's it. I mean, all in all, to do two championships and that's the only thing you're paying for, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. But Pretty to good. be fair, it gets... You think flights and accommodation is like, oh, that's not that bad. But to be fair, it, it because it's with MotoGP, flights and accommodation are the most expensive flights oh, yeah. and accommodation you've ever come across. So yeah. when people just say, oh... Why are you asking for sponsorship then? I don't. It's just me and my dad that are paying for it, and it's like my dad's not—he's not got his own business. He's not a multi-millionaire. He—he he lives in a little house, and he just pays for my flights and accommodation. And every kid in Britain at the minute is almost every other week going out to Spain and training, but we just can't afford to go out to Spain and train, and it's because we've got to pay for flights and accommodation. But in 2020, the flights were about. Ten pound, and the accommodation was was still relatively high because of the MotoGP thing. But the most expensive thing was the COVID test. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. They were charging hundreds, oh. weren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a hundred and thirty euro a test, right? And we had to do one to fly, one to get into the track, and one to fly home. So that no joke is it? By the time you've done it, that's yeah, that's three hundred ninety pound a weekend. But also. There's me and my dad. He does go to school. He's he's doing maths. It's it's me and my dad. So if we do the maths again, that's £780 a weekend. And and your mates are going to be sitting there saying, bastard, he does actually know how to do maths. He's going to beat me (laughs) in our GCSEs. All he needs is one one a week. (laughs) Yeah, no, but my my biggest flex this year is that I'm top set maths. Oh, there you go. That is a flex. Genuinely. And, And science. And science. You must, but you I, must drop it in on people and be like, "I'm top set maths, and I don't even show up." I sure. do one, it's, I do one lesson a week, and I'm top um, 
<laughs> around Christmas time, we did a we did an end of year test, and um, I got highest in the class, and everyone was everyone everyone was like, we've been beat by a kid that doesn't even come to school. But <laughs> to be fair, I don't know why, but I've always gelled with maths, and I'm top set science. And I'll be honest with you, I have no idea how I'm top set science. Do you enjoy maths? Do you enjoy? I do enjoy maths. General, I, like, I do enjoy maths. topics. That's good. I like I like the whole formula. I like how things fall into place. But in science, just nothing falls into place. It's just like chlorophyll makes plants green, and it's, I don't care. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> I mean, um, the math side is going to help racing wise? I know well, it sounds yeah, a bit I'm thingy, a... like, but it's it's a good in terms of if if you were to pick one subject to be kind of gelled with and be riding up, you know, bike riding bikes, maths. and yeah, you'd probably pick maths, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, because I mean, if 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 ever the racing side never worked out you could if you wanted to you could go into with something along the maths route you could go into like the paddock side of things or the you know that you uh, could be josh rotley's crew chief yeah you could be yeah. josh rotley's crew chief there you go yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that <laughs> that's like oh, a, yeah shut up yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think josh would like me telling him what to do well, you've just been on about, you know, accommodation and flying and whatnot. It's all right, because when we spoke to Josh, he, he did say off air, absolutely free of all costs, that you could go and live with him. You know, he told us yeah. that. He'll uh, bankroll oh, yeah. in, in space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you can yeah, pass that on to us as well. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, so if I'll, you, I'll, next time you see him, just say, you know, I'm looking I'll, I'm looking to move in roughly and then say whenever suits and he'll yeah. sort you out. Yeah. yeah, next week. I'll book a flight actually after this podcast. Just, well, you can send Josh the going. invoice because he'll pay. He said he'd, he'd cover it. Oh, spot on. At World I'll Championship paychecks, just, you know, paying <laughs> for it all. Like, so, you know, <laughs> just just say from us, really. You know, I'm sure he'll let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> so, on like Red Bull Rookers, uh, this is a question I had actually. Um, what happens if you like win the Red Bull Rookies or win CEV? Um, do you get to compete the next season, or are you out? Are you done? Uh, no, it, no one is ever. Like I said, there's no ruling. There's no, nowhere there's nothing in, like that. Yeah, there's nothing. But no one has ever won the championship and been able to come in again for another year. Yeah, because you win, you move on. Because I'm thinking, like, I don't know, like with the the new rule that's come in with the 18. If you're like a, a a 16-year-old and you win the Red Bull Rookies, you've still got another year to wait until you go well, to another three. If so say the winner this year was mm. 16, so, so yeah, say the, the winner this year is 16, so say Rueda is 16, right? If they win the championship this year, they can move up to MotoGP next year at 17. Okay. Almost like what used to happen when like Fabio Quattararo won the yeah, junior world championship when he was 15. 14 and he was too young. So then he went in it again, 15, and he won it again when he was 15 and then they let him move up. Oh, yeah. so there is there is like a clause in the yeah. in the 18 but ruling. Only only for next year. Oh, okay. All right. Because it, it used to be, uh, obviously, Alonso won it last year at 14 and he was 15 halfway through the season. Then, um, so he could move up to Moto three the next year at fifteen, even though the age limit was sixteen. Basically, the whole before before this age limit change, it used to be you have to be sixteen unless um, unless you win junior GP or rookies, then you can move up at fifteen. But this year, it's now you have to be eighteen, 
unless you win the championship, then you can move up to 17. But then for 2023 onwards, you have to be 18. There is nothing you can do. So it's almost yeah. like instead of just being like 16, 18, they're sort of like bridging the gap yeah. with four. Yeah. So, sort yeah. of like healthy. So, so, so no one, yeah, so no one kind of loses out fully. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. There'd, be, yeah. there'd just be no 17 year olds, would there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Makes sense. Make so, sense. um, going into like the second half of the season, is there any particular track you're looking forward to racing at, slash ones you think you're going to be? You you more confident with um, anything like that? Uh, Mazzano. Very looking forward to Mazzano. Um, I don't know why. I felt comfortable with it last year. It F, Because they do the same layout as rookies. FP1, FP2, qualifying, race, race. So it's... You, you don't get much track time. And in, in FP1 and FP... No, FP1 and FP2 was fully wet. The start of qualifying was wet. It was P9 the whole session. And it dried out towards the end of the session. Everyone put on dry tyres. Uh, then everyone went faster and I qualified. I got my best qualifying there. I think it was 24, which is still now. If I got that now, I'd be distraught. But last year, it was it was amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I got my best qualifying there. And then I was in morning warm-up. I was ninth. Then uh, in the race, I got taken out. First corner, first lap. So Brilliant. I never got to, yeah, I never got to show that. What well, you could do, yeah. That feeling yeah. must be horrendous. Like a whole weekend to be wiped out on the first corner of the first lap must it, just be. It was huge, the crash. I think Basically, I've seen it actually. Now, now you've said it's huge. I seem to remember there being a crash, a big crash for Red Bull yeah. last year. No, Farioni went out, came back on. Um, hit another kid that other kid hit another kid and then they both fell off in front of me but then one guy moved out of the way and then I hit this kid called Gerard Rion and I actually ran over him like actually oh. his body oh right and then I just got up and walked away because I was just I was fuming but I was just like I can't believe this keeps happening to me it's just a bad year so I just got up and walked off and it turns out that guy got rushed to A&E he had blood in his lungs like he was in a proper bad way, and I didn't even say sorry. I didn't even oh know I did it. Oh. Yeah, I, you were just, just sulking in your in your room or whatever you had. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's normally because I ran over his back, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't. I remember it just being like, "Oh, it'll be all right." <laughs> typical, typical. <laughs> I just got blood in his lungs. It'll be, it'll be all right. Just to disclose, he is, you know. All in good health now. I oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's yeah. completely fine now. He's completely fine. Because we've just left that on a bit of a cliffhanger of like, yeah, we did. Lars, <laughs> hey, let's move on. So let's just clarify. The guy, his lungs. Yeah. yeah Got the blood guy. out. That's it. He's away. He's perfect. <laughs> the yeah. guy's all right. The guy's all right. Um, but I, I mean, for me, I I love Mizano because it's so fast, especially on a Moto Three bike. You know, like the 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 back yeah, section amazing. of the track is just. I, having watched it on TV and been like, they're so unbelievably quick, and then stood at trackside and watched Moto Three bikes go through there, it's unbelievable. Like hitting the rev limiter before they even started turning, and it's like he's surely not going to keep it. And you just hear it pinned almost yeah. all the way through people trying to find, you know, where it's just hit that sweet spot, and it's yeah. just surreal how quick, like you know, front tire to back tire, back tire to front, like just literally the whole way back is. 
it must be some feeling to go through there completely pinned that I can't even believe to like, imagine what that feels yeah. like. Yeah. It's the best corner to go flat out at, in my opinion. It's like you're upright and then you have to because it's you have to have so much lean angle to keep it pinned. Because it's everyone thinks it's not tight, but it is actually it's relatively tight for saying you're going flat out. So yeah. you have to go like yeah, you have to use every bit of the track. And there's like a little a divot, like a little bump. Yeah, there is, the, isn't there? Yeah. In, I in the that when, of I, the corner. when I walked around it after, I, I I always thought that in in the game, but like when I walked around it, actually yeah. in the middle, right in the middle of the corner, it's almost like you 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 approach it, and then just as you hit that where you're yeah. full lean, it just like a quick like yeah. nick. And yeah. I thought straight away, I in. thought, can you imagine the rear just like? Hup! Yeah, I would, but it, it does. You go in like you flat out, and then you just drop it. But you're still like fully tucked. You don't like loosen your tuck. You're fully tucked, and then you hit that bump, and it, your rear just goes like, yeah. and you're like, you just drive through it, and you're on the limiter. It's it's crazy. It feels like you're at the CT, but you've got a lot of runoff, so mm. you're very <laughs> feel very safe. Um, Do you remember Surrey's crash there last year? Alberto Surrey, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember like seeing him down. Everyone went, I went, "Oh, where did he crash?" At ten eleven, no way. Yeah. And then I seen it. Oh, they, yeah. Even they put the they put the white um, boards around him as well, didn't they? And then you oh, do that when they're in oh, a bad yeah, way. That's, that's it's never a nice sign that. But you're never going to go no, down at ten eleven at Mazzano and be like, oh. You know, oh, all right, like yeah. wipe off and get, get me back bike. on that bike. Let's go. You're going to feel yeah. it, aren't you? Either way, yeah, I mean, I remember standing definitely. there. I think I can't even remember who it was, but I remember standing there and somebody Moto Three come off quite early. FP two, this was, and even then, like you know, not even. I think FP two, you sort of you're touching on pretty much the limit at that point, aren't you? You kind of got the yeah. feeling that process done, and it was almost like right. We know the limit, and Bumps it just went, boom, yeah, Bang. straight down. And even then, I thought, flipping it, like that's that's honestly, it's it. You know how quick it is watching it on TV, but standing trackside, obviously, always feels quicker. But that corner is twice as quick as what it looks like on every other corner. Like it's it's unbelievable. But like Addy says, I mean, I say like Addy says, I don't know myself, but it must be one of the best corners to go through pinned. Yeah, I mean that on a GP bike. I've seen clips of like Fabio going around there. You know, yeah. Well, he he has the caption like when your girl says she's home alone, yeah. and he's like yeah, flying yeah. through it. Yeah, I thought it was so <laughs> cool. But even in the wet, like the, the even oh, in the, the wet, wet the was so doing. scary. Yeah, I can imagine. I remember FP one, and I was like, I was coming out of pit lane, and I was thinking. Like, oh, I've got to go through turn 11. Yeah. <laughs> That's what like... I mean. It's one of them corners, though, isn't it? You're straight away, you're thinking turn 11, turn 11. You must go yeah. out of turn 10, tuck in and be like, please, right. the love of God. <laughs> just, yeah, like in, pumping in, yourself up. <laughs> yeah. You drop it in, you're like, oh, just gritting stay it, right. Gritting your teeth, thinking, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> is there any particular Genuinely. corner that you, not necessarily like that, but is there any other corner like on the calendar that you're like, that that is just one of the best. Like for me, I'm I'm not a, a racer, but for me, Arabiata one and two at Magello are my two. Like if I was to pick one slash two corners, you know the ones that come up round the back of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they yeah, are after the corkscrew. 
stunning, like absolutely stunning corners. Is there any corners for you that you're like, you know, there's like a standout on any circuit? It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be creating the curves at Donington. We're on about that with um, Josh Early. He said that he loves Donington. Oh. Didn't say a corner. But... Yeah. So if we talk, do you know when I was at Brands Hatch last weekend, we, yeah. I was on the track walk and I don't know if you know the layout, but the second to last corner, I know mm. we spoke about this before the podcast and we said that we don't like Brands Hatch. And I don't, right? But this second last corner, it, it's it goes straight, like the track's flat, and then it's a left hander, and it like drops it drops you yeah. in and it goes like bang and then you come back out and you hit the apex perfect every time. So genuinely I think that's my favourite corner. Brands hatch, second to last corner. But you don't like brands. <laughs> no, no, I very much so don't like brands. You're still that corner but, if you ever go there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would do. I would just keep doing that corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, you said Arabiata, right? Mm. And you know, in when we went to Magello, both FP ones, um, in after both FP ones, I've been there. I've been sick, and it's this the second Arabiata. It like makes me go. It doing you like sick in your mouth, and you have to swallow it again. The first, like the last laps of FP1, I'm always like sick in my helmet because it's oh, like really? genuinely. I brought I like, G- a bit of a PTSD for him. I'm like, oh, I love Arabiata, <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah. no, 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 no. Because to be fair, and I, I get where you're coming from, but in riding the bike, they're two of the most boring corners. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, like, in terms right. of Moto three bike, because it's just you know, yeah, hold, yeah. hold exactly. But also, when you're going up the hill, yeah. When you're going up the hill, you just you've got the speedometer, and you just see the revs slowly dying. You know, you know, pop. Yeah, I don't know. It's just they're they're the the two corners for me. I think I'm probably thinking of it more like in just a GP terms. They just as soon as they go through what you call the corkscrew, and it's just cranks. It's just seeing them come over the the, the crest is just yeah. I don't know. It's just such a such a great sight, like but. There's not many bad corners. Well, for me, there's yeah, no yeah. bad corner at Magello, I don't think. But, you know. I'm, yeah. You like Magello, do you, brother? I was going to say I'd be inclined to, to, you know, hear anybody else's opinion on that, but I, I'm not, <laughs> you know. I, no. Yeah, Magello is an amazing track. It is an amazing go. track. Is there, any, um, is there any you're looking forward to going to when you make it to Moto3? Is there any you're looking forward to? When? Long haul. When? You go when? 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 I'm not saying if when you make it to Moto three. Is there any any uh, of the long haul ones you're looking forward to? Because again, uh, Josh Josh did not speak highly of Kota did he? No, no, he hated um, Kota. Hated it. But I think I th- right. I think Qatar. 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 Right. I I hate it on the game. Same. But <laughs> yeah, I, I really think like it I think it'd be just such a cool experience to ride. It's just, I've never done anything like it, so I'm right there. Night race, yeah. yeah. Like you say, yeah, Phillip Island. I would love to do turn one. Um, do turn one, yeah. Two and only turn one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Stone, Stoner Corners are beautiful. I mean, Moto Three, it's you know. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, I'd like yeah. to do it in. I'd like to do it in Moto Two. I'd like to do Phillip Island in Moto Two. I think that's that. That'd be cool. Uh, all to be fair, all of them. All of the long haul flights, I think, would just be incredible. Well, there, um, I did see an article saying about more night races and motor GP. Yeah, oh, yeah, so I've that'd seen be that. quite, I'd like to see some bang at night. That would be 
I think that would be a spectacle because they have got the yeah yeah the thing for I've it. I heard, think you know that'd be nice. I've heard they're trying to do Belgium, and that could potentially be at night. With yeah, really... the, um, the former track director at, at Spa, who sadly passed away, was massively pushing for GP to be at, at Spa, but I don't know if it's like slowed down since that. I think happened. I don't know. They have I, they have I, extended El route. Uh, well, the corner after El Rouge that they call our yeah. you know what I mean like they have extended it yeah um and obviously the endurance championship have been there this year yeah and they they were doing that to to test it I've been told I yeah. think I think they will because if you think if you've heard about Formula One the rumors are spas gonna not drop going... off the calendar That's insane, and it's gonna it? it's That's it insane. is it's gonna alternate between Imagine, that and it... something else so if, yeah, if, if they're that, losing, if that's coming to GP I'm I'm not complaining exactly I'm so really uh, from Spa's point of view if you're losing if you've got a season where you're not holding Formula One, you might as well try and get MotoGP there to make up for it. Straight but, away, yeah. though, I think I think two things. I think a Mark Marquez up El Rouge, and B, I think like going up there must be yeah, like, oh bro. my god! In if if rookies go, yeah, no, genuinely, if if rookies go, we'll have to get up and like push it. You know, when, like you push your bike up a ramp and you get in your bike in the van <laughs> and you have to like release the clutch slowly. Yeah. You're never doing that. You see, at, it's long though. It's a long circuit. Yeah. They'd have that so long circuit from like GP. That's four like, miles in it. It'd be like four laps or something. And that'd be it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Right, and I don't think I could tell you every corner. Like, Went I'd, to I get knowing it. Yeah, I get because I've re- I've rode drove it in MotoGP in the games so many times, but I, I genuinely don't think I could do the whole track by telling you like left, right, left, right. Ah, uh, uh, see, I've got a bit of a picture memory, so I, I'd be all right with that. But I'm not the one racing Eddie, so I'm afraid you're gonna have to you're gonna have to start no, it. No, but <laughs> and any other track I could do. It's just I think it's that long. Mm. I just get lost. I feel the same. Like... I feel the same about Bruno, to be honest. Sometimes. Oh. When I try and picture that, I'm like, mm, I'd love that to be back on the camera. No, oh, genuinely, that's mine. No, that, is, that is mine. You know, one of my favourite tracks I've ever ridden. I was so happy I got to ride there. When did you ride there? 2019. British Silent Cup 2019. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. It was, was amazing. Surface, surface. Yeah, because obviously. Yeah, the surface was good. Well, it rained, well, for... right? But I was say, yeah, because it did rain. It but rained. for those bikes, it must have been like all right. But for GP, right. it was just. So yeah. do you know? Do you know turn one and two? Right, the little like flip flop. The bit that so you go right, 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 left, and as soon as you turn left, there was like a dip that went across the whole track, and that filled with water. And every time you went over it, like your bike just fully aquaplane. Aquaplane, yeah. And and oh. it, it was so weird. Every single lap. And it was just where you changed gear, right? It was the most awkward huddle. And like, and it was, it was thick. It was like, I bet it was as thick as a door lying down. Oh, really? A door Come lying on. down. Yeah. <laughs> what an analogy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you just looked around your room and gone, that. I have. I have. Yeah. Would you say Bruno is like, because I asked Josh earlier, um, if you could have one track added to the gp like if you were to go into moto 3 let's say next year i know you're not but let's say you went to moto 3 next year and dawna come to eddie o'shea's door and go 
What circuit do you want to add to the calendar? <laughs> yeah. What circuit uh, would you add? Laguna. Really? I think yeah. that's yeah, the you and Josh Shikana on the same. Josh did say instead of Cotter, he'd have Laguna any day of the week, but yeah. Well, obviously that before we said before like we said before the podcast. I'd I'd like to see Indianapolis back on the calendar, but it's just never gonna happen, is it? It's too dangerous. Did you like Indianapolis? No, I just played it on the game and I thought it was cool. <laughs> Say to Donna, I just say Donna, get no, Indianapolis on the calendar. No chance. Right now. No see, chance see, as a even like watching it and on the game, I found it very like just a bit boring after a bit. But I mean, each to their own. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's just I think the the name of Indianapolis. Yeah, it's like Silverstone. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think winning like the famous brickyard and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that's you win, you win at Coton, who cares? You win at Indianapolis. It's, I don't know, it just feels like a bigger named track. There you go. If Eddie, uh, if Eddie ever wins at Coton in Moto3, I'm going to be like, who cares? No one. Yeah. Well, you that, you this literally is, said you know, yourself, comment, no one cares. Comment, we're gonna, who cares? We're going to sound like this. And <laughs> if you ever win at Moto3, uh, it, at Coton, you that's it. Or if he gets like off. any good qualifying, he's like buzzing. Who cares? Who, who cares? Like it's Kota. <laughs> who cares? You've just outed Kota. Kota's had some yeah. abuse. Actually, no, yeah. Podcasts. No one likes Kota at all. <laughs> oh dear like me! It. I don't like it to be honest. I mean, um, yeah, I, I get the name side of it with that Indianapolis Laguna spot. I think Spa's another one. You know, like if Spa ever did get added to win the first ever, well, not first ever, but like the, when it's been returned to the GP calendar, that would be huge. Like yeah, that would be massive. Um and I think in terms of like the historic ones, we were talking a few podcasts ago, it's like your Magellos, Assens, Le Mans, like they're they're like if you want to win at particular tracks, they're sort yeah. of like the ones that or if you were to go to tracks, you know, Assen is yeah, they're so like historic. The majors, aren't they, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Um, but um but Laguna would be your pick then, Eddie, yeah. Out of out of every track in the world, you could pick any track, you pick Laguna. Yeah, I think I've seen that many videos of the corkscrew. It's just like, want to get it a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants, he wants to pull a Rossi on someone. That's all. Yeah, that, the thing is though, for me with with Laguna, is it's almost like I I go yeah the corkscrew, and then I'm like yeah, but what else? Like I'm not I'm not blown oh, away just... by the rest of the track, but like it, turn, the corkscrew is beautiful. Turn one flat out. It's turn just one. I tell you the best best rider to ever go through turn one at Laguna is anyone want to take any correct. Every day, like him through turn one, he used, to, he used to gain like four or five tenths on everybody through turn one. <laughs> like I've never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable on like Ducati and Honda. He just everyone used to just ship bricks going through turn one at Laguna, and he'd just be like flat out rear wheel facing another postcode. It was just <laughs> insane. Something else. But, yeah, something else. Yeah, fair enough. Lagoon, Laguna's a good chat. I didn't know if you were going to say Donington, to be fair, because uh, that's what Josh no. said. I'm not very good at Donington. What, I, in terms of I actually like... riding it or yeah. in, like, on the game? No, no, no. no, no. In, in actually riding it. I don't know why. I'm, I've just never been very good at riding it. I've always been told that Donington in the wet is like riding on ice. It is genuinely... Like, genuinely like riding on ice. Is it? Is it that bad? I don't, I don't think I've ever got my knee down in the wet at Donington. Really? Oh, Genuinely. Okay, if you no. look at pictures of me in 2020 Donington, my knee must have been, what, 10 inches off the floor? 
Bloody hell. So, just for results' sake, you wouldn't have Donington on your uh, Bruno? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to, I'd see, like to see it back. I'd like to see resurface, it back, yeah. Resurface Bruno. I'll yeah. go do it myself. I'll go do it myself right now. I'll go, I'll do like what uh, Lightning McQueen did in cars and just <laughs> pull a tarmac machine and do it myself. I'll tell you cause... one track I really do like that's not on the calendar anymore is Estoril. I know you do it in yeah. the yeah. year. I yeah, love yeah. Estoril. Great track. Great See, that's, track. That's Portuguese, isn't it, Estoril? Yeah, if you said to yeah. me, have Laguna or Estoril back, I'd pick Estoril every day of the week. That's just me, but I, I think Estoril is kind of one of them that's sort of been just dead and buried and forgotten about. I, I yeah. genuinely think it's such a good track. You see... No, but it would need some money pumping into it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The yeah. grandstands are genuinely black. Like, you walk in and it's like a horror movie. It's <laughs> yeah. so weird. It has, I mean, it's just been abandoned, hasn't it, in a, in a it sense. Really has, in terms yeah. of, like, I'm most circuits have had, like, a, a new link and whatnot. They've they've had, like, it, it just looks like it's been left since GP last mm. went there, which it probably has. But Manicore, Magnicore, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you like Magnicore, yeah. yeah, I like the final chicane, yeah. I think no, it, I, you just need to build a track with all your favorite turns on it. No, yeah, like, fact, no I, I was actually gonna do this, I was actually gonna do this the other day with you, Josh, and I'll, I'll do it now. Now, so you, now you mentioned it, I know we do this sort of like rolling thing where we just make things up as we go along. I'm gonna tell you what, Eddie, I'm gonna say you can have two particular straights and it can be like you know it's not just like every straight's the same so you can have like a sapang street you could have a magello street you could have a hareth street so you can have two different streets two particular hairpins a chicane and three or four other corners chucked in from a, an, any track build build your track off the cuff i'll put you on the spot now All right so i'm i'm picking uh Wait, how many straights do I have? You have two different straights. So uh, let's have a start finish straight and a and a back straight. Back straight, yeah. So I'm I'm having straight, um, I'm having Magello start finish straight as my start finish straight. There she then is. The, then that would go into uh, a hairpin. Any hairpin. <laughs> I can't even think of a hairpin. Valencia turn two. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Which I think is also called Dewan's Corner. I'm not sure. I could be wrong on that. Then, then we'll go on to uh, um, Thailand back straight. What's to the Thailand? Track oh, one? he's mentioned Fucking Thailand. Oh. oh no, oh. Eddie. Bono's most hated tracks. You can't I mention Thailand. Thailand on this podcast. You can't. You can't mention Thailand on this podcast. Boram. I re- no, that is one of my most favourite. Like, I really want to ride there. Is it from the game? Uh, uh, no, my teammate from Thailand, and he, he loves it. Oh. On the 600, on the 600, turn two, is like, imagine like, you'd have to break <laughs> uh, years in advance, no, wouldn't you? Bruno's about to leave now, or he's kicking you out, either one. Cause... I like, Sorry, honestly, no, Eddie, if no, I was no, to pick I one track around. on the calendar that I could get rid of, it would be Buriram times a hundred. I cannot get on with the track at all. Don't really? like it. It's flat as a pancake, and it's just like turn, it really it's is. Like it really right is. angle. Yeah, hairpin. Well, but the the, the straight's <laughs> nice and long and wide. Nice yeah, and pretty wide. Yeah, I'll give you that. So um, so they're the two straights I'm picking. 
I'll pick okay. Valencia turn two happen. Uh, Let's have Magello Magello Street, Valencia to turn two hairpin. Right, so we're going left. Then we're going to have like a I don't know maybe like a couple of no, regular corners no, to go into. After I, that. I just want like a like yeah a few regular corners. Brands Hatch second to last corner is definitely going to be in there somewhere. Um, we've got we've gone straight and we've gone left left left. <laughs> oh yeah yeah we could do that then. Um, just do Suzuka style. We'll just go bridge. Oh wait no no do you know do you know um. Uh, I feel like I've sparked something here. I think I, like there's like so many different corners yeah, that are coming up right. in his head. Like, do you know Silverstone F1 straight? Yeah, you got that straight. right there. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. the I like that whole section because is, is it farm curve? Is it farm that one or I have no like idea. That? I'm not a clue. But you go right and then the left's like flat out. And then when you still go around the left, you stick your leg out to like do the doctor's dangle. And when you're still going left, and then you drop it right, it's just I remember that part being so. so those nice. three corners, then yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put them in somewhere. Um, <laughs> I hope you're not the architect for this. Uh, for this particular <laughs> Right, I want to get this track built right now. Then then we'll <laughs> chuck in the Laguna Sega corkscrew somewhere. <laughs> uh, I, I feel pissed up right, going around this but, track. I want no, the cork through from the back straight, so straight from the back straight <laughs> into the cork through. Just like flat out into like <laughs> down or left, right, left. Um, no, uh, but the fi- my favorite final corner is um, the thing is, as a rider, my favorite final corner would be Phillip Island, right? Oh. But I feel like as a spectator, everyone wants something like Jerez. Because who doesn't want to see Dennis Hongku taking out eight man in the last <laughs> corner? Right? It was, it's, um, just the, it's the best. It was Masir and Binder, was, wasn't it? They took out. Yeah, like, and he was, uh, for that particular episode, he was Matt's rider of the day for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got like, picked as rider of the day. Like, yeah. Tell me, right, how boring is it? Because in Philip Island, you've got that corner where Vinales crashed, that downhill one. Yeah. After that, where are you overtaking someone, apart from dragging someone to the line, which is the most I think there's, this, there's a few tracks the like that, though, isn't there? There's a few tracks that exactly. are like, great, but then the, the last corner's just not really made out for it. I mean, I think, yeah. for me, that's a little bit like what Kimi Ring looked like. Even though it looked like yeah. the last corner was a lunge, it's like, by the time you've got the gas on the previous yet. corner, yeah. you've not got time to lunge, so it's... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so with, so, the, with these current kind of MotoGP bikes as well, even more difficult on a lot of them. But th- no, that that circuit you've just made there, he's not done yet. Hang on, he's not done. I don't think he's I'm done. Not I don't done. Think he's... I'm, not, I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I was no, you, no, no. you were insane. They, they've got we got like five or six more corners no, down in here. And we'll, we'll and we'll put. We've got just Josh. We've got the street. On, we've got Corkscrew. We've got Silverstone. We've got last corner of Hareth. No, 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 not that. All right. We, we, remember, we've got Brands Hatch second to last corner. Oh, yeah, Brands Hatch second to last corner. Um, These aren't necessarily going to be the second to last corners, are they? They're just in there, aren't no, they? No, 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 like, they're just there somewhere. Yeah, I'll, they're all second to last corners. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll just pick these corners and just give them to an architect and say, build this for me, please. Yeah, right. And if they need some more right-handers, I'll just say, yeah, do it. <laughs> But the final corner, right? The final corner, if we're, if we're having it as a spectator, we're having Boraram, 
final corner. That's what we're doing. We're putting that there. Terry on the top. There's been no too, right. many, too many mentions no, that were around no, listen, in my life. Listen, what oh, happened? <laughs> no, I'd have to seriously think about this. Not just like, I'd need yeah, a pen and paper. I feel like, yeah, I, you, again, you, if I said to Eddie, we'll have you on again in two months' time, he'll come back full A3 sheet of paper, like sketched yeah, out. I'll have like... a 10-mile long track. <laughs> built it. Oh. 3D printed it, probably. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll tell built you what, no Nürburgring. No Nürburgring, but oh, like, the big track. The not big track. Like, like, yeah. um, there's one corner that's made out of wood. The bank Made one. out of wood? <laughs> yeah, the, the banked one. You mean the carousel at Nordschleife? I don't, I don't know, but it's got graffiti on it. I'd put that in it somewhere. Made out of wood. <laughs> That's got to be the best thing I've heard. Made out of My wood. My lord. Oh, uh, Should do. That can go in there. And final corner, as a spectator, we'll go Boraram. As for me, we'll go Phillip Island. Well, right. That's. Uh, I'm trying to imagine this in my head, and I'm just thinking. I can't. I've, you lost I'm me. Think, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking runoffs needed. I'll be honest. I've just got a random oh, no. wooden ramp somewhere in this oh, circuit. This is this is important. Are we are we going like all F1 sort of runoff and going to like tarmac, tarmac, tarmac? Are we going old school bike track with like grass, gravel? No, we're going. Oh my! We're putting the Cadwell jump somewhere. Um right. and. Just no runoff. No because, runoff. Yeah, that's what makes it dangerous. Wow. Right. <laughs> no, I, I tell you what. We've got a street circuit what. joining the GP uh, calendar. Yeah, stop stop this person no, making the right. <laughs> serious no. Um do you do you guys know Max Cook? Yeah, not personally, but yeah. Um he's my sister's boyfriend, so he lives with me. What is it um, with like sisters of I don't other, know. Like, I don't, because obviously they they grew up in the paddock and then they see all the riders and that's just basically how it starts. But anyway, I live with Max and we were talking about all this green like that they're putting on the track is making tracks more dangerous. We think if it was just grass, you wouldn't see it. No, I've said same. Yeah, I've yeah. Same. Stop, stop being all like track limits, track limits, track limits. Because then if people will run off, they'll pay the price. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And no, I agree. I agree. As a rider, you know yourself. If you're literally tucked in and everything, and you literally nick it by point not 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 one millimeter, you yeah. aren't knowing. You ain't got a clue. Yeah, you have not got a clue. Not not even in the slightest. You wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, it's 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 silly. It's really silly. I guess the only the only issue is because like MotoGP shares shares tracks with like F1 and other race series. It has to kind of be like kind of done for. For all, if you get what I mean, not that it kind of does. But yeah. just... I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's not like it's impossible, is it? They could put like artificial grass there if they want. Yeah, yeah, like, like astroturf. So, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. I reckon just put straight grass, curb and grass. Obviously, you have runoff as like grass and gravel and, but... and gravel. Yeah, yeah. All this green, like, do you know that Paul Ricard that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of a worse track for F one. Yeah, the reason they've got, got that is is because. To. It's because on the blue, it sl- it slows them down a little bit. I know, I know, I know, like, I know. It's like, yeah, it, it, it looks ridiculous. Ever go there? If MotoGP ever go no, there? They wouldn't. But Kotar's the same. Endurance go there, there. No, don't they? They go there. Endurance rate, endurance world championship uh, go to Paul Ricard. Yeah, I don't know, but it just, yeah, Kotar's the same. There's so much runoff. 
Like Jellic Corner, Mark Marcus crashed out in 2019 mm-hmm. in the race. Yeah. Like you can, you can just not break there and you'll still make the corner. <laughs> Is that much run off? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, no, I, I'm not all for having like completely tarmac runoffs. I just think they're a bit, they look a bit shit, I'll be honest. They do look a bit boring. Yeah, like gravel, gravel's where it's at. Which is and why it, I do it, like it, the look of Donington, because it's just all like grass, gravel, grass, yes. gravel, like. And it everywhere. causes mass bike damage. So it's good <laughs> for the cameras. Oh, yeah, it does look good. Yeah, highlight reels. You could tell, I was going to say, you exactly. could tell any uh, races in a fully funded championship kind. No, 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 I've, I've, I've always said if it was me, I'd like just grass, right? Or just, just tarmac. Paul Ricard would be my favourite circuit if I had to pay. Um, <laughs> But as a, as a spectator, obviously I've I've watched MotoGP my whole life. Do you know when you see bikes like go a million meters in the air and come down, and then they're on fire. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> action. No, yeah, I, I think the grass and gravel that's like the two staples that yeah should be should just be implemented everywhere possible. Really, exactly. Um, you know, it's. Uh, uh, well, practical for practical reasons and for for viewership reasons, I guess. Because, like I said, when you, in the gravel, when you see bikes flying up in the, uh, it, it's ingrained in me when Banyaya crashed out at Misano when you saw him in the gravel, and obviously probably ingrained for you because that meant Fabio had won the championship. But well, know, yeah, it, but it, oh, still, yeah, right. yeah. It, you know what I mean? It, it kind of it. I don't know. Like, like having gravel, it really does. It seemed to just. Um, Amplify yeah. a crash, exactly. gravel. So it looks very dead, doesn't it? When a bike crashes, it just sort of scrapes. And exactly. Swizzles. It's exactly. like, oh, cool. Well, I, I, I don't know if you guys follow Moto America on Instagram, but have you seen the crashes that they have? Oh yeah, they have. There isn't absolutely. there isn't a bike that doesn't get totaled in a in a crash. It's very, yeah, like, it's, I was gonna say that that just for me that epitomizes American viewership to be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just most. Mass damage is better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe you've just sold yourself, Eddie, to a uh, AMA team. Maybe. maybe. That's, that's what you need to go. That's you need to uh, go to that side of the pond. Then I'll build you the track. Most fragile, I'll build the most fragile bike, and I'll build yeah. the most dangerous They'll have track. all the room for your track. Yes. Track. I'll build my track in America. Yeah. And I will, I will personally take the corkscrew from Laguna. And put it in personally, my you're gonna personally take that with my hands, with my hands, <laughs> and just take Overnight. it. Well, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, you heard it here first. Eddie O'Shea is going to personally that... take the corkscrew from Laguna. <laughs> if it ever goes missing, you know who's taking it. Can you imagine? Just like yeah, it's just gone out of, out of literally <laughs> nowhere. It's just it's just disappeared. Just a big hole now. But Eddie O'Shea, at Eddie O'Shea racing or whatever has been suspended on Twitter like something <laughs> dodgy's gone on there. I don't know what's going on. Going off in his back garden. <laughs> what what do you guys think is the most famous corner? The most famous corner? In what in yeah. racing or MotoGP? Yeah, MotoGP. Because when MotoGP. I think of a, a famous corner, the corkscrew is like I've always thought of it as a well, crazy I mean, corner. Yeah, because well the corkscrew for the fact that Obviously, the the Rossi overtake on Stone was a a, ma- a famous one, isn't it? That's always a yeah. One I would played. say Jorge um, Lorenzo corner at Jerez because of Dewan and Crivier, because of Lorenzo and Marquez, because of Rossi Gibernau, 
the last corner. Is that the final corner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In terms of GP, what other corners had that many incidents at it that, you know, literally you watch it and they go into the last lap and everyone goes, watch this to someone that's not watched it before because they know it's something's going to happen. I'd probably say that. Catalonia final corner, that's got to be up there. Yeah, because of the Ross. Yeah, yeah. That's classic. Asson going into the last chicane. Yeah, I'll still that. I'm, I'm yeah. just an Aston fanboy anyway, to be honest. I love Aston. Really? Yeah, I think... I, I've I never think, been. I've never been. I, it's, I've never been. I just It's no, on the list either. to go. But, I mean, the, the race just gone in terms of this season. For me, this season, the races have been a bit hit and miss in all three categories, mainly MotoGP. But Aston, all three races were just brilliant. They were, weren't they? They yeah. were amazing. Um, and I think it just lends... It just shows how good the circuit is. For, for racing, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas some some other tracks are a bit more meh. But I think in terms know. of famous corners, it depends how much of a GP fan you are. If you've if you've watched highlights of all the years of MotoGP, I'd say last corner of Hareth. If you ask like a a proper like MotoGP fan that watches every single session, you said what are the most famous corners. In terms of like per track, like Saxon Ring, you'd say like the right hander going into like the waterfalls quite a like you don't think of it as a, a famous corner, but for a GP fan, you know, when you get yeah, to Saxon like, Ring, you all think of that corner, don't you? In in MotoGP, if you just say waterfall, you know what yeah. corner you're thinking That's of. What, so exactly just that yeah. in itself. The second to last one at Valencia, you know, where they're all like spinning it up, turning left over the crest of yeah, the hill. Yeah, yeah. Also turn That's... four Valencia. There's always may like massive crashes yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. As as a rider, as a rider at Valencia, you you won't you won't go in the weekend not here and be careful of turn four. Do you like Valencia? No. Well, uh, I, I'll tell you what, Eddie, my... more and more by the minute. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> because I just think Valencia's just it's just too go kart like. I don't it think is. it's good enough. I don't think it's good enough to be the last. The last. No, I don't, absolutely not. No, get Assen. Get Assen as the finale. Or Sepang. Put that as last. Yeah, final corner Sepang. That's good. Imagine I mean, imagine a Moto 3 t- title going down there in the last... Like, everyone yeah. not wanting to lead and it just being like six abreast going into that hairpin. Oh. That'd be... To be fair, if it, if, it, if it had to be a Spanish one, you might as well have Jerez as the last round. They just never really. move it, though, would they? Yeah. That's always, no. That used to be the first. So to, yeah. well... Or Aragon, even. In fact, any Spanish... Track over, over Valencia as a final. Or, round, or get rid of Valencia and have an Estoril as the last. Yeah, yeah. you could put Estoril in there. No, Estoril rather... wouldn't be a very good finale. It wouldn't be. It'd be better than Valencia, I think, just because I prefer it as a track. But I mean, yeah, no, me too. But all I think as a finale is the final corner, and Estoril yeah, has got one of the worst. True. true yeah. True. Like, trying to think, Philip Island would never be a good finale, would it? No. That's why I think for Sepang. Me, I, for me, yeah, Sepang, Sepang, he's got to be up there. Do the flyaways and treat the flyaways like they are they are the last last yeah races. So you know, it's almost like when you leave Europe, it's like right, this is it, this is the last leg. Don't come back to Europe. Oh, come back to yeah. Europe to test. Don't you know? Just yeah, leave it at that. Maybe Magello. Magello would be a good finale because it's it's the atm- the atmosphere is good. Like uh. The fo- like there's always a drag to the line in Moto Three. Mm. You can come out first and you'll finish sixth in Moto Three, won't you? 
well, oh, yeah, it's just I mean, it's crazy. You've mentioned earlier, haven't you? Yeah, you would know. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I actually went into it. I went into the final corner, seventh, got to third, got dragged <laughs> to fourth. So you should have come out yeah. the last car, the final corner, sixth. That's what you're trying Seven. to say. No, but you should have come out sixth. And yes. then you would have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lesson, lesson learned. <laughs> but the the winner won. The person who came out the final corner first won. Well, it you just, so it's it's the guy in second up. moved all the way across, so yeah, it, it, it got split, yeah. didn't it? it yeah, didn't it, it was... To be fair, right. we were all... I think the top five was in 0.1 or 0.15 or something like that. So... Yeah, that's that's the beauty of Magello is that the, the Moto Three bike. I don't think there's been one yeah. runaway winner at Magello in Moto Three for a long, Podge, long time. Podgia tried, Podgia tried, didn't he? And then he crashed. Yeah, slipped on a uh, visor, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, yeah. He touched a. There was a a, a thingy off. on the tear off. Yeah, there was a tear off on the track. Oh, bloody hell! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Because we were there. Me and Colin Vaya were at that corner. <laughs> we went. Ooh. Boom. What on the well, inside? Um, we on the inside. Uh, but... We were on the inside of the bottom of the corkscrew. Oh, so okay. Well, like where the marshals are for the like left. The... Yeah. yeah. We were on the left, and we've seen Fodger come around the left. We were like, "How's he doing that?" We watched him go on the curbs. Boom. Then he ended up at Arabiata one, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because I was sat for that race. I was sat after Arabiata two up near Scarperia. Yeah. So we, we literally saw him where we were sat. We we saw him come down, um, Borgia San Lorenzo, yeah. the corkscrew, yeah. and then they came up and we were like, "Where's Foggy?" Right. So then we yeah. obviously didn't we didn't know, but yeah, yeah, it was a tear off. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I do. Crowd I, 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 mad, I, didn't they? Yeah, they, they didn't go down very well where I was sat. Put it that way. <laughs> but um, in terms of last last races, I'm glad that you agree with Brands Hatch, Valencia. Bori Ram, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to agree to disagree. I think. On no, that, but... right. I I think it's one of the worst cal- the tracks on the MotoGP calendar. But as to ride it, it's up there with one of my most wanted to ride. Okay, Just yeah, whole, that, that's fair enough. Thailand, yeah, that's fair enough. The whole Thailand thing, and then turn two is just. I'd only go there for turn two. <laughs> oh, also turn three. Because turn three, <laughs> turn you're two, not turn three and the last corner. No, I'm going to be just... at like so many tracks, just doing one tech corner <laughs> and then going back. Just literally getting off his bike, pushing it back Don't to get... the corner. But anybody that might be listening, that you, you may know of a circuit representative. Don't get Eddie O'Shea to, re- to review your circuits. It'd be like <laughs> the whole of it's crap, but the one corner I do like. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good corner. I'm taking no, this. But I love, I love <laughs> fast, fast corners. Like stop dead corners, I really like a, a like a straight to a hairpin. Your track like to pang turn one, to pang turn one. Yeah, oh. just just straight hairpin, straight corkscrew, yeah. straight hairpin. That's straight, it. That's it. Yeah, wooden, but, wooden, but also wooden, yeah, wooden, wooden, wooden. carousel. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I much prefer my left to my right. Do you? I was going to ask you this. Oh, Mark is a bit earlier then. Oh, they will. Like, yeah, well, like, Saxon Ring is is my it is my favorite track to ride, um, and it's if you, if you look at all my pictures, right, you'll see my left my left elbow is always on the floor, but my right elbow 
has never been on the floor. So you see a photo of me with my right elbow down. Huh? Are you are you left handed? I'm I'm right handed. Like it's weird. I'm right handed. Yeah. But Max, Max Cook, he's left handed and he can't get his left elbow down. It's bizarre how it works. How bizarre. Yeah. I feel like I am left handed and I feel like left handers for me would be would be the stronger of the, the two. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel that. I have no idea, and I'll never know. But that's just well. I'm right-handed, and I don't ride bikes, so can't give you an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I do well, ride my bike, the left corners are a bit better, but obviously, I just even when I'm sat here, my rights just feel so much stiffer. Like left, I just feel so loose, and I have so much more bike control. Fair. My style, my style is completely different on my left and my right. If you if you see photos of me, you will see. I'll have to go uh, through. My, I'm going to go get my SD card, and because I only got I got clear pictures of you mainly coming into turn one at Magello. So they would have been be... awful. It would have been bad. So well, I think we'll have to I see. think jo- Josh Watley said he was he, he felt really strong at Saxon Ring. So are we are we going to be seeing a face off in the future? You and Josh battling at the Saxon Ring. I don't think. Well, I think me and Josh have got a if. If any, if I'm gonna battle, like if I'm gonna be in Moto Three with anyone that's in it now, Josh is up there, isn't he? He's a mm. very young Brit, so maybe he would be my teammate. But I feel like by the time I get there, he'll be a fair bit more yeah, experienced I, I, than me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you never know. I mean, it, it, if a circuit, if you, if a circuit favors you. I mean, look at Mark Marquez with Saxon Ring, for God's sake. Yeah, that's kind of all you need to. I know it's Mark Marquez, but you know that I'm track. Sure so. Yeah, that, that that those tracks, especially Saxon Ring, that just suit. It's like he's designed it for all the strengths of mind. You know, it's so. Or anywhere in America. I don't understand how you can just be so dominant. Right, imagine going into a weekend and just knowing you'll win. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's only. I think there's only a, a handful of people, Eddie, that could say, yeah, I know what that feels like. In terms of, like, knowing. And it's, there's one thing, thinking you'll win. Knowing you'll win. Like, there's no way Marquez the, went to Saxon Ring in, like, world. 2021 or whatever and went, I might win. He knows he's going to win. Do you know what I mean? He knows he's going to win straight away. But in, in generally, in, like, 2014, when he won, like, every single race on the calendar. Yeah, he won 10 in a row, didn't he? Exactly. It's like, imagine... Going into Saxon Ring, your favourite track, you're in your prime condition and thinking he he would have gone into it. it. It wouldn't matter where he'd qualified. He could have started from pit lane, which he did, didn't he? He did. In 2020. Yes. And he still yeah. won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Imagine. Imagine. Being like, oh, well, I'll lose 100% record of Saxon Ring since I've started winning. I've won every race. But, hey, I mean, I, I might... I might get second because I'll beat everybody else from pit lane, and then seeing P one with like X amount of laps. He didn't even pit Bradle. He he cleared it. I know. He and but the only person that stayed with him was Pedroza. Ish, yeah. He got, he got relatively close, didn't he? Yeah, but not to that, win that, that to me. That to me was almost like Mark being like, "Well, I've won every race, so even if I win this one, it would be a plus." But like, I'm not going to push, push. I'll just you know. Yeah. And we've seen Marquez at every other year. Saxon ring when he's wanted to push, no one's staying with him. But you know, I mean, that's insane. Uh, uh, Other than the 2019 at Cota, he won every single race in America. Every single one he he took part in. 
Yeah. Apart from, apart from just, 2021 as well, obviously, because he's thinking. But like before uh, 2019, wait. he won every single race in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, yeah. Indianapolis, Unasaka, Kota, in, one of them in, in 2019, he finished either first or second, yeah. apart from America. Yep. Where he DNF. That was just, that was peak Marcus. And, and where was he when he peak DNF'd? Pardon? I said, where was he when he DNF'd? First, <laughs> yeah. about five oh, seconds. Yeah, yeah. But also, also, by like, I'm sure second was like hadn't even started the race yet. I mean, same. What if so? Imagine Perez had not had that big off. I mean, what if so? It's just, it's crazy. It's so but, mad though, isn't it? Because it, it went from like what was literally God of that year. Like, yeah, 2019 Marquez was one of the best seasons I've ever watched. Like, in terms of, like, from one rider, like, so good. If you'd have said to somebody watching that year, he won't ride next year, you'd be like, what? You know yeah. Like, what? What do you mean he won't ride next year? Obviously, you'd think injury straight away, but, like, how mad is it to go from so... Like, he was already so good, but to go to so, 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 so good and then be like, boom, out. So, it was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how people say like Rossi is is the best? Who who do you think's the best ever? Rossi. Rossi. I agree, right? But do you think anyone has ever been as like robot like as Marquez? Do you think anyone has been so unhuman like? I think Marquez has pushed the limit more than anyone has for their time. Like in terms of yeah. Marquez came in and it was like why the fuck's he got his elbow down on every corner? Exactly. Like, exactly. like and all these saves. Like, I've never seen anybody Hit push the limit down. that much. He was just... He's so superhuman, weren't he? Yeah. I think I think Rossi at his time when he came into the class, it was like, he's just so unbelievably quick. Yeah. But Marquez, like, in terms of like, what is, what is this? Like, yeah. different style. Yeah, like Rossi brought Rossi style, human. but Marquez was it, just like, we've never seen anything like it, this it, before. It, with Marquez, it sounds bizarre, but I think we were robbed of more because, yeah, all right, he'd smashed it, in, it. But he was at the t- top of his game, and I don't think that was going anywhere. I think he was going to stay at that level or even beat it, if if not yeah. for that crash. But, of course, you know... Win every single round. Uh, yeah, I mean, but we've, like we've discussed before, it happens. I mean, look at, look at McDowan. He probably would have won more, but yeah, well, if, and, that, if, and that was I mean, it. Look at Casey Stoner if he didn't yeah, yeah. ill and injured. Look at Lorenzo. I mean, I mean you could Lorenzo, go on about them all. Pedrosa, yeah, yeah. Pedrosa would have won one if he'd not had badly timed injuries. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to it's... talk about like people who deserve something that they didn't get mm. in in hindsight. But Pedrosa. But, but if you were to pick one person, say they deserve a championship and never got one in GP, it would be Danny Pedrosa. hundred oh, yeah. percent by a mile, yeah. by a mile, like. He used he's made every rider that we talk about so highly of look average so yeah, many at times. One point, at one point. He he didn't really he did everything right yeah. that he could do. And unfortunately it was just it was just badly I mean, was, obviously there's never a right time to have an injury, but it seemed worth yeah. with him, it was just any time that he had a chance of winning a championship. I mean, Eddie, I don't know yeah. if when you were in the paddock and Pedroza was in the paddock, like you'd have been really young at the time, you were probably bigger than him. I've stood next to yes, Danny yeah. Pedroza and I'm not kidding no, you. 
Yeah. He is literally like five four. He he did a wild card last year with KTM at Red Bull. Oh Ring. yeah, yeah. Yeah. When his bike set on fire. And he was in pit lane and obviously because we were we we are we're KTM, he came and said hello to all the rookies after the track walk. And do you know Rico Salmella? Yeah, yeah. He's tiny, right? He's about as he's tiny. He's probably not even in the five foot. And him and Pedroza were like the like, same. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. How tall are you? Oh, me. Yeah, you're about five seven, aren't you? Yeah, the same height as me. Fifteen year old, the same height as me. Just but no, but I think this is me now. I, th- I think this is me. Most of my nah, family's this height. Yeah, nah. no, it is. It is. Think... My, 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 my dad's That's five ten. Thing, though. That's not a bad. No, no, thing. it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm taller than my cousin. I'm taller than my granddad. Well, actually, yeah, you much wanna... taller than my mum. Yeah, you do for for biking. You probably want to be stopping. Around yeah, like Ro- Rossi there. was quite lanky. Rossi was like six one. Well, is six yeah. one? <laughs> well, it was. It's always been. It's always been like taller riders were better before Rossi. Then Rossi came in, and taller riders were better. Then Pedroza came in, and Marquez. Then they, then the smaller riders were better. It was yeah. always changing, isn't it? I mean, what's the average height of a MotoGP rider? They're not eight, all that five big. Nine, five eight. Yeah, yeah, about five nine. I bet. I mean, look it, at people like Jorge Martin's not very big. No, he's and he's tiny. Yeah, he's I not mean, very big at all. Green is seen as this giant. Oh, he's uh, huge. He's like six um, two, six three. He looks massive next to most of them. Huge. Proper lanky, isn't he's like it? F1. He's Fabio, like F one height. Fabio's tall. Yeah, yeah, Fabio's like five ten, isn't he? Yeah, five ten. Yeah. yeah. We see that like that's tall, but then you go into like non-bike world. It's like oh, he's only five ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. stood next to like Jorge Martin, pretty big. I, I mean, think I think you... I look like you know. I think I'll <laughs> think I look like the Green Giant next to Jorge Martin and Danny Pedrosa. Think, yeah, I'm, I'm only I'm only six foot, but like that that in biking terms is like it's like quite tall. It's like when you look at Marini, just looks odd, and then you look at like Yuki Sonoda in Formula One, and yeah. you think oh, you he's... need to get. You need to get over to MotoGP because you're you're yeah. that kind of height. Yeah, really. he he'd be good yeah. in GP as well, but he's too he's crazy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a bit mind of a you. I don't think well, there's many on in GP that yeah. aren't. That's true. I don't think there's many in GP that aren't. You look well, at Johan yeah, Zarco. I think I'd love to go on a night out with Johan Zarco just to just to hear him talk. I, thought, <laughs> I find Zarko, he, he's so one of my favourite riders. And why is that? In Bruno, 2019. Yeah. We did a track walk and he was the only person that stopped. And do you know, you got that corner, that, like the right, and then you got the downhill and then the uphill. Then that chicane in the middle of the hill. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were stopped there and he told us what to do in that chicane. Well, not told us what to do, but helped us out through the chicane and then he rode off again. So it was just like, you, no one else did that. It's just the and little things like that, isn't it? First ever Red Bull Rookies champion. That's it, yeah, that's it. And so, um, he's a party animal as well. Yeah, is he? Well, I think I think he was one of the lot. Was Magella the same weekend as Monaco this season? Yeah, yeah, and he was one of the what ones that were quickly getting on a flight over to Monaco because that's where the that's where the party was at. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It, it says something if you leave a Magello in a hurry to to head to like. I mean, would you really yeah. put it past Joan Zarco to not be a party animal? I mean, I, I would have done the same. an absolute party animal. If person. I know that if there's a party in Monaco, no, I'm, I'm invited. I'll tell you home. what, <laughs> I didn't have him down as a party animal in my head. 
I don't. He just seems like a dad that just trains. Maybe because he looks a little bit older than some of the others. But I feel like yeah. when, you know when you see him on the podium and the you know like the champagne's sort of flowing yeah. and whatnot. He's. You I always see think a bit of it. I always think he's like forty. To me, he looks about forty. Who do I? Who do I? I God think... bless John Zarka. We're slating him now. We are. If he's listening. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely tuned in. Do you know why we were talking about who deserves, well, not deserves, but should have got a, a title, but didn't? Zarko hasn't got a win. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I, I feel like... It... Do you remember his first race? Yeah, he led, didn't he? Oh, Crashed. Yeah. Pole, oh, led, crashed. I feel like it's On... coming but then it's been coming for a while. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Personally, that, I think he deserves a go in the factory seat. We discussed no, this, didn't I've, we? I want him to be in the factory seat. So then him, uh, then Anaya and Martin can ball it yeah. out. See, yes. Eddie, yeah, you should, yeah, we should have been yeah, on a few yeah. episodes ago. We should have had you on because we said exactly the same thing. Yes. And then whoever wins, not I'm not saying whoever progressed the most or this or that, whoever gets the most points gets that seat. You There's said no you are speaking our language. Yeah, you, you are speaking. No ifs, buts, or maybes. There you go. If, there we if are. You I mean... yourself, if you injure yourself, that's it. You've told oh, it. Oh, God. You've but... told it. No, no, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's I the agree. best way to do it. it, it I you, agree. You, you, two beds, one stone, then. You, you, then you, 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 everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Yeah, exactly. Jorge Martin might turn around factory. and say, you know, I've not got a factory bride. But then, Zarko, you've said, we've given you your chance that, you know, you, you deserve just just as much as the others. They're younger, so they're going to be here for longer. So we'll see, given the, the chance against one another on equal machinery, what can you do? Exactly. So we asked this to Josh as well before we wrap up. Who do you want to win the championship this season? MotoGP? Yes. Fabio. Oh! I tell you what, Eddie, if you ever get a fan club, I'll be running it. <laughs> If you have a full uh, full blown fan club, I'll be running it. You'll be co-host as well. That'd right. This this <laughs> might be a this might be a bad way to end it. But I don't like Alish. Oh, okay. Well, if he is listening, sorry, Alish. I mean <laughs> Yeah, Alish, I, I know you know, cover cover the kids' ears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but you're just some of them riders that you've just never gelled with. And there's I, you know something, riders. Eddie. I used to be the exact same with Alish and Paul. You know when they used to face like Scott Redding and Mark Marquez? Yeah. I just yeah, never really gelled with them either. It's, it's his riding style. It's his. It's just everything. He's, I'm, 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 I've, 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 he has sorry. grew on me. He has grew on me. But I've not. I've not really. He has. He has full gas here on his hand. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's just. Come on. Is it, is it just not really doing it for you? No, I, I genuinely. But when in Mugello, no. Portimao, rookies, we have to push our bikes into the pit lane. But one time we were fully blocking all of the paddock. And then uh, we blocked Fabio from getting from his motorhome to his thing. And I moved out of the way and he gave me a fist bump and said, good luck, and then cleared off again. And it was just like, I like you. He's young. He's fast. <laughs> he's got Eddie's approval. That's, that's, that's my awesome. man. That's my man. <laughs> Fabio, so I want him to win. I want him to win. I like the Yamaha. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! What was this? You like Yamaha? Yeah, I like oh, Yamaha. All right. Oh, all right, well, 
I'm flipping that. So if ever Ducati offer you a contract, I'm just gonna. I think I'd pick like... Ducati. I think I'd pick Ducati. <laughs> but I, I, I like Yamaha. No, no. To be fair, I'll I'll tell you what, if, if, if racing bar, never works right, out, Eddie, if racing never works out, and you know Josh gets sick of me, you can take Josh's space as a substitution <laughs> for a co-host yeah. spot because. It'll get yeah, sick of me banging on that. about it, and now you've chimed in. It's well, <laughs> yeah. that's, well, I was that's... a Suzuki fan, but that's yeah, that's gone. It, it claims fun. that it's gone, but he'd already jumped ship before they had. So no, you know. no, no. As soon as they so, jumped ship, so what are you now? What are oh, you now? Don't. Well, I'm Honda. On Ducati. No. Honda. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've got a Honda I T-shirt. I, I was as I was as amazed no, as well, Eddie. Don't get it out. Don't get it out. God, I love Eddie O'Shea. I love Eddie O'Shea. I mean, it's. I mean, I've got a Honda motorbike, so I kind of have to be. It's disgusting, isn't it? It's disgusting. Yeah, but come on. I mean, I'm. I am. I am really a neutral, but you know. he's only saying that because they're not winning. He's only saying that because they're not winning. Suzuki hardly won. I was still a Suzuki fan. So, how do you feel about Alex Marquez? No, uh, Alex Rins, Alex Rins, Alex Rins. Oh, um, interesting. Apparently, I read something that Ducati wanted him. I don't know how true that was. I think but... it was sort of, you know, seeing where other dominoes fall. Well, yeah, like, but what, I don't know. It's, um, it's an interesting one. I mean, he can't crush. I, I, I'm about to say he can't crush as much as Marquez, but having said that, it is Rins. But he, oh. he crushes Suzuki a lot, which is... Yeah, but then again... Was, this... Which was the most stable bike on the grid? I tell you what, that's the most unstable bike. Yeah, yeah. That point that Eddie's just made, and the point of v- if straight to if v. Nakagami stays as a teammate, that'll be an interesting uh, oh, relationship. Harrison. And he's yeah, got straight in line. Oh yeah, Agora. Yeah, we we must have. If we had a pound for every time we'd said on a Agora. separate episode about Agora going to LCR, we'd be as many rounds up as pounds. Yeah, I and then Sasaki, Sasaki up to Moto Two. Who? Sasaki. Sasaki. Up to like the Edimitsu yeah. Honda Team Major Team. Yeah, he's, no, he's done the rounds no. in Moto Three for a while now. No, I, I, I would put every penny in my bank account on if Agora went up to Moto GP next year. Or Suzuki. Right. Oh, I want you to remember this. This is going to be a little, <laughs> little statement in your head. Mario Aji will take his spot. Yeah, no, okay. I won't be surprised. Right. I won't be surprised. Because he is massive. Yeah, he <laughs> right. is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Huge. good point. He is. He is. He, yeah, player. if he suits the Moto 2 bike better, then yeah. He is. That could, that could be a thing. Yeah, and he's already rode it. Did mm. he do a wildcard, did he? Or... No, he, he. Do you remember that Aragon tested it a few weeks ago? Oh, okay. He was on right, Yeah, well, it looks like that's that. Settled then. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like Sasaki's putting in a few good results. I, I, no, I want Sasaki I, just to go absolutely. to Moto Two because of the years that he's been in Moto Three, like Suzuki mm. as well. They, they, I'm like, yeah. we need fresh blood in Moto Three. Do you know what I mean? The Japanese um, need someone. Yeah. There as well. Yeah. Yeah. But Astra, Astra Honda would pay an enormous amount of money for Mario to go to Moto Two. There you go. Yeah. Inside Eddie's insights. So we are. That's going to be insights. That that can be a. You know, we'll make an intro theme for that and put a segment <laughs> in the podcast every time we hear anything from you. 
next time Eddie's comes on, in Eddie's in starts. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's track guides. Yeah, Eddie's yeah. track guides, and it's just one corner. Eddie's corner guides. Do you know, like, Second to last corner. Do you know, um, oh, my mind's gone blank. He does the, the ride, the track rides. Neil Hodgson. Um, yeah, Neil Hodgson. But it'll just be Eddie doing corner rides. Let me just do this corner again. And then he's... he's <laughs> clips his the favourite corner. Yeah. He's like, we're going to skip the rest of the track because yeah. we don't really like the rest of it. Like, but, yeah. Oh, no. but, I'll tell you what, I didn't think we'd go on for as long as we have. And I'm sorry if we have gone on too late, Eddie. But I don't think there's anyone listening anymore, to be honest. What time is it? It's quarter to midnight. I don't think there's anyone listening anymore. Um, and I think the episode might be too long for Aircast. Oh, actually, one one um one question that you wanted to ask Josh that you nearly forgot about, what I ended up asking him was about his number. Yes, remember? that's like a you you've asked Scott and Josh. I think it's only right you ask Eddie. Yeah. So your number. What? Why? Why that number? That's a very boring reason. He's number eight um, for anyone listening that doesn't know. The 2019 British Talent Cup. You got given your number. Oh, okay. And obviously that was Dorna, and Dorna were like the, the, the the savior. It's like it's like God of of motorbike racing. So they gave me number eight, and it's like I don't know. I just felt rude not taking their number that they gave me, and I and I well, like it. You, you've, it's you've, a very it's a very nice symmetrical number. Well, I think you've 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 run with it because of course we've got the eight ball kind of brand no, but, in now, haven't you? Yeah. So. yeah. Which is but I did that. I did that after. Oh yeah, yeah, after. But you've done. That's what I mean. You've <laughs> run with it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, made the most of it. Yeah, and then I'm obviously also number thirty-one, and we just get given that in junior talent team. Oh yeah, yeah. I think but my number I... would be. Go on. Go on. No, no, you go on. What would yours be? Fifty, because it's in the middle. 50. You boring bastard. Because it <laughs> <laughs> it's in the middle. I'd pick yeah. 21 just because I'm born on that day of the month. Oh, I'll read it. 21. It's a very nice number as well, that is, isn't it? That's what I mean. I think it's original. one of those. There's certain original. numbers that I just think suit racing. I don't know. 52. Don't know. 52. 52. Racing. Lucas Peshek used to ride, ride that number, kind of with the year you were born, but like great 125 rider and 250. I was more rider. thinking along, like Danny Kent or. Oh, Danny Kent, James Toesland, yeah. Yeah, James Toesland, that's what I'm thinking of. 22, I like 22. That's a good one. I probably Alex wouldn't Lowe's. be 22, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, in talent team, they normally have, they have um, from 30 to 34, and I wanted number 30, because then I could have been E-D-D-I-3-0-S-H-E-A. Yeah, you can you can put it into your, your name. Yeah, very, and very then... Smart. Yeah, and then I'd also want number five or O five. Yeah, for me number O five, O four, but you're O five because I O yeah. J. Yeah, um, my I've got a number plate. I got a number plate for my thirteenth birthday, and it's on my motorhome, and it's E D O five H E A. Okay. Well, you could have thirty four for E A being thirty four. Yeah. 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 But I feel like in the middle, it looks better in the middle, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like linking them together. Yeah, yeah. It, that's we, why I go with fifty as well, because Wilson, the S and O couple. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Or fifteen, number fifteen. Or jo- Josh. 
Oh five. Yeah, no, yeah, 05, yeah. we'll go with 05, yeah. No, there's lots Jesus to... Jesus Christ. I, 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 I know something, though. Up. One thing I've loved about this podcast is that I don't think there's anything we've not discussed. We've kind of gone in every tangent. We've, we have rambled. Um, Big time. We have... It's like been a said, good there's... ramble, though. A very good ramble. I've loved there's it. There's no one listening anymore, but who cares? Yeah, it's just <laughs> been a great show. Yeah. <laughs> It has. it has. We've got to get you on again, though, Eddie. We've got to get you on, and we've got to get... Try, I'll tell you what, we'll try to get you and Josh on at the same time. Oh, God. I'll be about four <laughs> hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Because um, we'll, we'll, we'll we, we, we've been told by Josh to... Um, what did he say? What was his words? To, to um, be, behave. Look, look, yeah, behave yourself, uh, or look out, or something yourself. like that. Like, look, yeah, something like that. What, some off, me, off, you. Yeah, me you, behave. You've got some off-the-cuff comment. It was... Um, it yeah. was like, uh, you know, watch yourself, sort of. Watch your back. Mm. I think well, it was Josh, from, is, um... Josh has always been two years ahead of me, so uh, uh. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to catch him up anytime soon, especially because of the age limit. I don't think you're talking racing. Oh, just just in general? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. This this was very much a certain like off-track matter that was being, you know... Oh, some beef now. I'm, 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 ca- I'm causing beef between... <laughs> To be fair, there's a lot of people in the paddock that obviously I wouldn't like to fight, but Josh is up there with people I wouldn't like to fight. Yeah, I'm he's just a, creating. He's, he's a broad guy, isn't he, Josh? He's got quite yeah, wide he's, shoulders. He's... he's just, he's just, but he's not scared either. He let anyone. Yeah, I think he'll. All oh, right, he, 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 is, fair... that, is there something you want to tell us, Eddie? There or? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. He let anyone. He's just... <laughs> he just I, I'm just. What I'm doing is I'm just creating beef. Between you two, so if you're ever in a championship battle, yeah, we can story, say this know, is where it comes sport from. Would, would love it. <laughs> one time, one time, Eddie called Josh Stubborn. They'll be getting in touch with us. Saying, was... Can we use? Can we use the content from uh, <laughs> yeah. the original Eddie O'Shea uh, Stubborn podcast? Yeah, <laughs> that's how it all started. Everyone loves a storyline, don't they? Like Hamilton yeah. Rosberg used to race as kids, didn't they? Somewhere together, yeah. and, you know, they absolutely milk that. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's, it's, it's set in stone. There we go. There you go. Um, before but, we go, um, have you got any socials, Eddie, for anyone that is somehow still listening that you want to <laughs> plug? Uh, Instagram, Eddie O'Shea Racing. Um, and, oh, yeah, that's about it. Well, Twitter, Eddie O'Shea Race. And TikTok, uh, Eddie O'Shea 31. TikTok I think well, everyone's got TikTok. Dancing. Oh, I just there was the we posted one TikTok of British Talent Cup and it was so funny. We were sat there literally creasing. Have um, a look, right? Oh, we didn't stop laughing for about twenty minutes. <laughs> but I can't talk about TikTok. Yeah, no right. TikTok. It just it, it me and Dawn are just not friends. No. Just not oh, friends. Yeah? yeah, no. I, I was approaching five figures and Dawn took my account down. Just didn't go down very oh. well. Yeah, but. Hey, not about my TikTok life, is that's, it? Um, that's tough. That's I've tough. moved on. I've moved on. <laughs> I know you've seen all these F1 accounts make, you know. Have you seen, seen all these F1 accounts cases? that just literally infringe copyright laws on a daily and don't get taken down? And I, I infringed it a couple just, of times. Like, well, yeah, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. Donna took me down. Have you seen Casey O'Gorman's TikToks? I haven't, no. He's got 30k followers. Um... He, he gets like a hundred thousand views at least on every video. His most views is like three million. 
Mm. He doesn't even need to ride anymore, does he? Exactly. Um, TikTok famous. Yeah. Well, he does for content. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you just do you, can you not um kind of ride the wave of that, so to speak? Can you just appear in a few videos and you know get, you, get your own? It. Yeah, and and start. Well, yeah, yeah I, I will do. I'll, I'll just I'll just comment. Uh, I would just tag myself in all of his comment sections. <laughs> yeah. Just spam yeah. my account in his comment sections. That seems a way to do it. But oh yeah, we need to do our socials as well, don't we? We forgot about that. Um, yeah, I'll let you have the honors if you like. All right. Uh, so Twitter, Red Sector GP. Um, myself, Red Sector Josh on Twitter. I'm not even bothered about Instagram. Uh, and yourself, Bono GP on Twitter and you've got a photography page on Instagram for anyone interested yeah. and he takes really good shots as well. It's, it's, um, yeah, probably yeah. like pro level shots. I'd say. No, they look, they're, they look really good, but they're, they're, they're all from the crowd. So like if you go to any tracks and you're like, there's a big difference cause you're like literally in the gravel trap, essentially taking pictures yeah, and being yeah. behind fencing or like above, it's you know, like that one of Eddie I've taken and put on Instagram is on the banking of, Turn mm. two slash one. I mean, well, which, as Eddie will know, it is literally for me. I'm showing the guys on the, on the it's, it's like really steep. So I was yeah. literally like kind of holding on to a it's, tree it's, almost and taking pictures. So yeah, no, it's well, I uh, think, uh, yeah, I do my best. It's Bono GP underscore fo- uh, photography on Instagram. But yeah, no, I, um, I do my best, I guess. Well, I mean, if Donna are listening, then that won't be around for very long. But yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll just slip in with Eddie and just do a load of shots just for Eddie at Red Bull Rookie Races. Yeah, just become his personal are. photographer and TikTok recording. Because uh, I can't, I can't be in TikToks, can I? Because I get taken down. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Eddie. I'm gonna be Eddie's content creating director. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. Things that way. But and I think that's it. Oh yeah, yeah, editor as well. Well, yeah, yes. Well, you edit this podcast. Me, I, yeah. I mean, so that's that. But Throw it all um, and that's it for this episode. It's it's been a blast. Um, yeah, thank we've you. We've rambled. Uh, it's been less of an interview and more of just a rambling session, I think. But it's been great either way. So um, with that, keep the throttle pinned.